JMV here with Brian Kahn from Floors to Your Home. Fans, if you're shopping for flooring of any kind, you need to check these guys out. You're going to have the most incredible, totally hassle-free shopping experience ever. JMV, we really appreciate you saying that. That's our goal every day, to offer our customers a quick, easy, and hassle-free experience at all of our Floors to Your Home locations. Fans, it works like this. You see the product you like. It's going to be cheaper than anywhere else. That's for sure. Then you can immediately take it home with you or have it installed. That's right. No hassle, no special order. Just see it, buy it, and take it home, or have it installed. Like three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof flooring starting at just 349 and they have everything in stock. I'm doing my whole house, and believe me, this is the best shopping experience you'll ever have. Three convenient locations, Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who gives the quickest, easiest, and most hassle-free buying experience? Floors to your home. That's who. What in the hell do you think you are doing? Hey, John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get laid. And again, it's picked up. It's Darius Leonard. A pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Yes, sir. Oh, oh the chicken. Double time. Miles Turner. Yeah. John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. All right, welcome in. This is what we like to call a tavern tour stop. We do this. Actually, I've been doing this for the past over a year now with the tavern tours. Monthly, we go to a place that can be described as just a great bar. I mean, a tavern, a dive, things of that nature. We have covered a lot of ground with it to this point. No doubt about it. Now, I will say this. I have been here a number of times, both at this location off of Pendleton Pike and then at the Southport Road location down on the south side. And I absolutely love it, as do you. Whiskey business off of Pendleton Pike. I'm assuming this is not Geist. It's uh, not McCordsville. Is it Oakland? But we're off of Pendleton Pike right here is our location. So we're at Whiskey Business. This is our tavern tour stop with Brent Halverson and Heaven Hill Distillery. Yesterday was outstanding. We'll dive into that coming up in just a minute. But I did want to remind you, because this is your kickoff to a weekend, there is no better way to kick off your weekend than to join us, because as usual, Brent Halverson will have the free samples flow You can watch us in. Listen, I would love for those that watch inside the lounge via YouTube live. I'll wave at you right here. Brent can see you as well. I would love for you guys to join us and then we can do our thing inside the lounge as you're live here. This is a spectacular way to kick off a weekend here at Whiskey Business off of Pendleton Pike Tavern Tour Stop for the month of of March in 2023. Now, quickly, I'll get to a couple of things and bring on board Brent Halverson for you, too. Yesterday was outstanding. Joe's Grill, Castleton to kick off the Major League Baseball 2023 campaign. My Reds lost, which I might as well, you might as well, if you're a Reds fan, get used to. Um, And then... 
Uh, reportedly, somebody said they ran out of hot dogs uh, like before the end of the game, which is great. That's exactly what you want. I don't know if that is exactly true, but the truth is they did lose, but we did not because we had an outstanding time at Joe's Grill yesterday. And a shout out to Ryan Nally for having us per usual. The fourth year we have kicked off the Major League Baseball season at Joe's Grill, and it was absolutely outstanding. Doug Bowles, Speedway president, made the announcement of the Carb Day Entertainment being Soul Asylum opening up for Brian Adams. And then we've never done this before either. In the six o'clock hour, we had some time. So we rocked to a little bit of Anything Goes. And both Brent Halverson and Doug Bowles were on board with Anything Goes. That's the first time we've ever done that with anybody besides me. That was awesome yesterday. And we thank everybody that came out. And we thank Ryan Nally and Ryan Miller and everybody for having us over there for the opening of the Major League Baseball season. I'll give you the schedule coming up in just a bit, but I did want to update you on a couple of things. Zach Eady was your college basketball player of the year. Now, I don't know if we got to this at the end of the show yesterday because it was around the end of the show when it was announced that Terry Morin was the women's basketball coach of the year in college hoop. That was announced yesterday, and it was Shaka Smart of Marquette for the men a little bit earlier today. And as I mentioned, Zach Eady of Purdue, he was your player of the year in college basketball, as a lot of people were believing, looking forward to understanding he was going to be. This also is under the category of not really surprising news that Jalen hood Shafino, the outstanding freshman, the freshman of the year in the Big Ten for IU, is going to forego the remainder of his college career, and he is going to make himself eligible for the NBA draft coming up in June. And at least the way that you look at it right now, and it depends on the day, uh, and it just yeah, they kind of shuffle the deck on this, whichever mock drafts you are looking in some of these mock drafts. He's just outside the lottery. Some he's just inside the draft lottery and these workouts and the way that he performs leading up to the June NBA draft will end up telling that tale of the tape as to where he ends up going. But certainly solidified as a first round pick that should surprise nobody. Jalen hood Shafino after one season is going to the NBA. So we all hit that. Jeff Rabjohns of Pigs.com a little bit later on about that, about the remaking of this Mike Woodson roster coming up via the transfer portal here in this offseason. Tom Deanhart's going to join us of Golden Black Illustrated to talk about Zach Eady and whether or not we're going to see or he expects to see any Boilermakers inside the transfer portal. As I sit here right now, and I know it's ever-changing, but as I sit here right now, uh, there is uh, no Boilermaker that I have seen essential to this team, certainly in the transfer portal. We'll talk to Tom Deanhart about that coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Mike Wells will join us in the 4 o'clock hour as well from ESPN Radio. we got a lot of things to hit, including the Pacers at home against OKC. That's coming up later on tonight, too. Mike Wells in the 4 o'clock hour. And we got a lot to hit up at the bottom of this hour. 
He is our good friend Bob Lovell of Indiana Sports Talk will join us. So we'll hit that. The Colts signed a running back today. That is something else we'll dive into. A former third-round pick of the Bears, mind you. Uh, We'll hit up that story and a little bit more about the consistent pursuit of the next quarterback for the Colts. That and more for you on what is, again, a busy afternoon off Pendleton Pike here. It's Whiskey Business. It is our tavern tour stop with Heaven Hill Distillery. The Larceny Bourbon and more will be flowing here, so we would love to see you over the course of the afternoon. All right, with that and baseball on the schedule tonight, of course, no Reds, no Cubs. Oh, by the way, too, Cubs, a winner yesterday, blanking the Brewers for nothing their catcher, Tucker Barnhart, is going to join us in the 5 o'clock hour, about 5.30, because it is a day off after that opener yesterday for the Cubs. Tucker Barnhart will join us at 5.30 today. Inside the lounge via YouTube Live or however you would like to get a hold of us at 239-1070. The email address is jmv1075thefan.com. And you got us, of course, on Twitter as well. The blue check mark, apparently for me, is going to last less now than 24 hours. Because if there's one thing I can tell you I absolutely will not do unless they – and I'm not doing it. Unless they do it for me, I'm not paying for it. So in no way I am paying for it. And as I mentioned a little bit earlier, I'm always just going to be that dude, right? I mean, we're going to have fun in Twitter. and The jackassery is going to be put to the side. I mean, there can be some, some dip crappery going on all the time. There's no question about that. But I will be authentic. We will enjoy it per usual. But if it comes without a blue check mark, then so be it. I know a lot of people are kind of looking around at that and wondering what they're going to do. Frankly, I don't care. I don't, if they, if if they want me to get it and they want to spring for me getting it, then so be it. If they don't, then cool. I simply do not care with or without a blue check mark. We're going to have fun in social media and have a good time on this show from three until six every single afternoon. And part of that, as we welcome in once again, a double dip, if you will, Heaven Hill Distillery, our betting analyst, Brent Halverson joins us because we got some final four bets to get to. And we got another day with you and me and a tavern tour stop in 2023. How you doing, brother? Great. I love this double header. A little yesterday at Joe's. Today at yes. Whiskey business here off Pendleton Pike. Uh, John, it's always a pleasure to be able to sit next to you. So looking forward to another fun day. And people starting to roll in. Come out and join us. Music Max cocktails. in the house. Music you just, yeah, you point to Music yeah. Mac because he's rolling in. <laughs> He's rolling in. I'm telling you, I told him, I said, that hat is badass, my brother. I love the hat. He's rocking the hat again, taking, taking my, my advice in terms of clothing right there. You know, why hat ideas. You, right? you're, a, you're a very stylish guy. I'm not very much of a hat dude, though. No? I wear my, my Odin meat locker hat when I'm, <laughs> like, if I get up and I take the kids to school or something and my hair is all over the place, I'll put that hat on. But I'm not much of a hat guy. Oh, I love hats. To speak of. Love hats. Big hat guy. Oh, yeah. All right, Absolutely. Then. All right. What we got going on today here? Well, you know, we're here at uh, Whiskey Business, like I said. Uh, it's their uh, location off Pendleton Pike. They also have the one in Southport. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Mike and Jared will be here soon. We'll get on talk to them a little bit about uh, what's going on here at Whiskey Business. And they've got some new stuff they might uh, announce on the uh, air today, too. So, uh, a lot of good stuff. Great place to be. Their food's outstanding. Um, come on, Ip. Let's get some samples for them. I know you got some food down there already, don't you? Yep. You got some pizza. You got some wings. Rocking right wings ready to go. are unbelievable. Oh, that's why it's, it's just it's crazy. Yep. It's, it's they're they, they just fall apart in your mouth. It's amazing. But uh, yeah, so uh, we'll get we'll dive into that here in a little break. Hopefully, if we can get you some. Uh, 
Morsels. I got to get some juice rolling up here. That's I know right. that. I'm juiceless. Juice. That's right. That's I'm, I'm a little juiceless <laughs> up here. I need a little juice to get a good Friday going on, though. Uh, but to double back to yesterday, that was absolutely outstanding at Joe's Grill. That was fun. Uh, you were great. Doug Bowles coming out was fantastic. If you missed any of it, the podcast, 1075thefan.com. Sonny Vaccaro was on the show yesterday. Incredible conversation. We will go. And I talked to Hagen last night because Hagen, much like Jake Query, they call me at midnight because they know that I'm up. So I got that midnight call from Hagen and he actually was in contact with the folks in L.A. We're going to get Sonny Vaccaro at a later date for a much longer-form conversation because evidently Sonny Vaccaro had told the people he were working with that he wanted to come back on. Um, and I love to hear this. He said, you know, I was really impressed about the depth of knowledge he had about Nike Air Jordans and the Air Jordan product, and especially back in the 1980s. And I just want to tell him, you ain't seen nothing yet, okay? <laughs> that just That's scratching the surface. There may not be a lot of stuff that I know, but that is in the wheelhouse of what I know right there. And Sonny Vaccaro was fantastic yesterday, that podcast, at 1075thefan.com. And again, Ryan, and Nally putting that on for opening day in Major League Baseball. It could not have gone any better. It really couldn't. I mean, and, and, and again, Sonny, that was an awesome, like, it, it was great. Too, cor- too short, like you say. You got to have a little bit yes. more time. That's a, that's a lot of story. 83 years old, that dude. A lot dude of story is, in there, too. So that, that'll be, uh, I'm looking forward to chatting with him again. How about that? No and doubt then, about yeah, it. Yeah, Nally and Joe's, I mean, 150 people there, and, and I actually stayed a little later than I wanted to. I bet you I did. Watching yeah. all the games there. So, uh, great way to kick off the uh, Major League Baseball season, though. That was a good time. It's uh, Brent Halverson right there, a betting analyst. I want to get to the Final Four. A couple of things regarding the Final Four coming up tomorrow. Of course, you got national semifinal number one. That's Florida Atlantic and San Diego State. And I saw this, and I know a lot of IU fans have responded to it, reacted to it. And you guys have asked me because of my relationship with Dusty May, the head coach of Florida Atlantic. Uh, is he waiting on the IU job? Because I think um, Doug Gottlieb or somebody like that put it out there. I can tell you this. He is not waiting on the IU job. Uh, he's staying at Florida Atlantic because he, at least as we sit here and talk right now, has all but one player coming back, and they're going to the American Athletic. Uh, he will get a raise down there. They are making a lot of money. They're going to try to upgrade facilities. And I would also tell you this, in full disclosure, there was just really not a lot out there um, for him. I don't think that he would have a great deal of interest in. I don't think he had interest in, and this is just me and not him, in Penn State. Uh, Texas Tech just got filled by Grant McCausland from North Texas, whose team just won the NIT. And you just didn't really have a lot of other stuff floating around out there. Mark Madsen of Utah Valley ended up taking the Cal job. I mean, Dusty wasn't going to go out there. Uh, Georgia Tech a couple of weeks ago was was taken uh, with the SEC. I don't think there was any interest there. He has been focused on coaching his team. And one of the more exciting things when you hear him on this show with me is the prospect of getting almost all of his team back and trying to do this again next year. And believe me, I understand the pitfalls. I know what you're going to talk about. Well, this could be like one in a million, and then they could all fall in. These guys could leave and leave him hanging. Let me tell you this. Um, his, His coaching talent is going nowhere. It is going nowhere. Now, I will say this regarding IU. If the timing is right one of these days and that works out, I'm sure that he would have interest in it. But he is not sitting in Boca Raton, Florida, waiting for Mike Woodson to leave that job in Bloomington. He's just not doing that. 
Again, would he have interest in coming back one of these days without talking to him? I absolutely would see why he would not have an ounce of interest. I'm certain that he would. But as of right now, he wants to coach this team. He's bringing, again, all, as we see on paper right now, back all but one. And we'll see how that goes here with the transfer portal. And you get staffs and coaches out there trying to poach right now. But... In terms of a robust job market, it really hasn't been that, right? I mean, you're, you're talking to you know, VCU was open. It's not now. Utah State, I think, may be open now. I don't know if it's been, you know, a system that's taken over there. It's not been robust whatsoever. And I know a lot of people are, are thinking because Doug Gottlieb said something like he's waiting around for the IU job. He's not waiting around for the IU job. Not doing that whatsoever. I'm sure he would have interest in it one of these days if it came open. But let's just face it. I mean, Mike Woodson's going to be there at least three or four more years, right? Who do you think is going to be in their gigs longer moving forward here? Mike Woodson down in Bloomington or Chris Ballard here as general manager of the Colts? I think Chris Ballard's got at least three more years going on right now. I mean, easily three more years. And again, we can debate that whether or not you believe it. If things go absolutely haywire, you know, maybe that changes things a little bit. But as far as the way that you look at it right now, I think Ballard's at least got three more years here. You know how I feel about that, but how I feel about that didn't matter. It's only about how the owner felt about that. And the owner's moving forward with Chris Ballard. And I know the owner wants to win right now, wants to see certainly uh, results. I don't know what you're going to look for coming up in this, this reboot, if you will, year one of the reboot, year seven for Chris Ballard in terms of Ballard's time here. But unless everything goes absolutely down the toilet, then it's going to be another year and then another year after that. And with Mike Woodson down in Bloomington, what, at least three to four more years, you think? At least three, right? I don't know what the contract says. We'll talk to Rab Johns about that. But I'm here to tell you, there is no doubt he would have interest in IU, but he is not staying in Boca Raton on vacation waiting out Mike Woodson at IU. He's going about his business the best that he knows how, and that's coaching up a group that he really likes, most of which are coming back after this season, or at least again are expected to come back after this season. We'll see actually what happens. But I'm really happy for him. That's Dusty May, Florida Atlantic. That's Brian Dutcher, San Diego State. That's national semifinal number one. I know, Brent, you've looked over the numbers as our betting analyst. What do you like about that matchup? Number one coming up tomorrow night in Houston. Well, I tell you, that Florida Atlantic squad, John, I mean, and, and again, we talked yesterday, and, and, and we all know that the uh, this isn't your traditional, you know, see any one seeds in here, two seeds, three right. seeds, you know, it's, so it's kind of a little bit off. I love the matchup, though. I think Florida Atlantic, I, I'm going to ride that hot hot hand. Ride the it. hot hand, why you know, don't you? are getting some points with it. They're plus two and a half, buy that up to three. I actually think they win the game. You get the money line plus 125, I think. Um, and that second game... Again, Miami continues to to stifle me, right? Like they just they look good, they're quick, they're fast. But I think UConn, I think this is their tournament to lose, right? I mean, they definitely, I think they have all the power here. Um, That line's sitting at five. I think that's pretty close to that number, but uh, I think they cover that. I think uh, 78-72, UConn win. And I do like Fort Atlantic 
69-68. How about that? We'll go so, and and that game number one. Yep. I, I, listen, I, I do think when you look around in both of those games, even as well as Miami has played, and by the way, yeah, we're pretty close to where uh, Nigel Pack went to high school, of course, at Lawrence Central, starred at LC, went to Kansas State, transferred down to Miami, and it's worked out fantastically for him. Uh, they're as hot as anybody right now, no question about it. But, man, that, that UConn team – as we've talked about all week long, can get you in a variety of ways. They can get you going big. They can get you going small. They have shooters. This is an, an incredible team in terms of having all that you need. And they really haven't been tested that much yet. I will tell you this. I would expect Miami to give them a much better test than they have seen so far. Just the way that Miami is playing. But UConn is, to me, far and above the favorite with any of these matchups that we are looking at, and that's including who they're going to get coming up on Monday night in the national title game. That's just the way that they look in this tournament. They look, to me, head and shoulders above just because of what they can do. Uh, in versatility, they look head and shoulders above a lot of what we've seen. But again, it's one game. And guard play, if your guard play fades away a little bit and you look at a team like Ford Atlantic that's just relentless from the guard position and will just shuffle in and, you know, you look at UConn too. UConn is not shy about a substitution pattern either, but you just in and out with the same type of player at guard, and we'll see if that run continues. But UConn has been better than anybody else so far through this tournament, Brent. Yeah, they really have. You know, and their size inside will be tough for Miami, I think, too. Right? That they're, they're just they got that size. I think that's where it's really going to come down to it. Um, you know, and what they got, uh, Jordan Hawkins, right? He's a, yes. he's a stud, you know. So they've got a lot of talent on that team. That I, And, again, I think it's going to be somewhat, you know, it's not going to be a blowout, but uh, I think they've got the uh, upper hand. That's uh, what we're looking at. National semifinals coming up tomorrow evening down in Houston, Florida Atlantic, San Diego State, Miami, and UConn will be your matchups. Again, our Tavern Tour stop on this Friday for the month of March is off of Pendleton Pike. We are at Whiskey Business. The bourbon will be flowing. The Larceny bourbon, I am ready right now for a little ginger ale, a little Larceny mixture going on right here. Brent's going to hang with us. Bob Lovell is going to be here coming up on the other side as well. Mike Wells of ESPN Radio, Jeff Rabjohns of Pigs.com, Golden Black Illustrated's Tom Deanhart, Tucker Barnhart, Cubs catcher, going to be here too. We got a lot to get to. And again, Terry Morin, your National Coach of the Year for the women yesterday that was announced. And today, Zach Eady was your National Player of the Year. We'll talk about that. Maybe what's forthcoming in terms of Purdue and that roster with Tom Deanhart. We'll do the same with Jeff Rabjohns because the news came down today that Jalen Hood Shafino will forego the remainder of his college eligibility, make himself available for the June NBA draft. And a lot of these publications have him certainly well inside the first round. Some have him at the tail end of the lottery, some certainly out. But it was a choice that everybody thought he was going to make. And after one season as Big Ten Freshman of the Year, Jalen Hood Shafino is going to make himself eligible for the 2023 June NBA draft. All right, 239-1070 is the number. Email address is jmv at 1075thefan.com. We'll see what Pacers are actually playing later on tonight. Man, they 
got ridden hard over, rough shot-wise, by OKC and Oklahoma City earlier in the season. It is the Thunder in town coming up later on tonight for that matchup with the Pacers. We'll talk about that coming up as well. There is a new Colts player at running back, a former third-rounder. We'll dive into that a little bit later on as well. As I mentioned, Mike Wells of ESPN Radio coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. Rab Johns will be here. Dean Hart's going to be here. Tucker Barnhart of the Cubs also will be here. But coming up next, a wrap on what was a fantastic, and I mean a fantastic, high school basketball season and more. Bob Lovell of Indiana Sports Talk is going to join us coming up next. Again, we're live off of Pendleton Pike. It's a tavern tour stop with Heaven Hill Distillery. Our betting analyst, Brent Holverson, is here. I am JMV. Cannot wait to see you at Whiskey Business off of Pendleton Pike. It's a part of our Tavern Tour 2023 with 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. There's a kid in my class that got a boner at PE in high school. He was wearing sweatpants. It's really embarrassing, so this song goes out to him. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. My friends, this is a tavern tour stop. We are off of Pendleton Pike. Whiskey business with Heaven Hill Distillery. Month of March 2023 tavern tour location. With an announcement for April coming up here a little bit later on in the show. Brent Halverson, our betting analyst with me. I'm JMV. Thank you for joining us. Big, Big Ten news. Hunter Dickinson, the big man of Michigan, is in the transfer portal right now. So that's, that will be a big man in terms of college basketball. The teams would not mind to hunt down right there. Hunter Dickinson in the transfer portal. I was trying to think who else has bailed out of Michigan. I think uh, Jed Howard, Jawan Howard's son, has forgone the uh, rest of his collegiate career to go to the NBA. Is that uh, What's that other kid's name? There's somebody else, I think, that's, that's going as well. I think he's inside the top ten uh, predictions-wise in the NBA draft. So Michigan, and you saw Jawan Howard was down – uh, at the Indiana High School basketball 4A championship game last Saturday with a who's who of college basketball coaches watching intently right there. But Hunter Dickinson is a, a big one right there, without question, in terms of college basketball eligibility immediately. He has entered the transfer portal. That's uh, from Jim McCann in Southern California. JMV, your talk yesterday with Sonny Vaccaro was awesome and, and like no other. I really look forward to the next time you guys talk. I'm going to make sure because I want to make it longer form. I didn't have enough time with it yesterday. I got to make that thing a longer form. It's from Andrew. I'm going to be stopping by there a little bit later on. Going to hang out a little bit, listen to the show out of the FedEx truck. Thank you very much for that. Again, we're pretty easy to find right here off of Pendleton Pike and Whiskey Business. Cannot wait for that. JMV, did you see what Pat Forty had to say about Dusty May? I knew that he had visited Eastern Green early in the week from Sports Illustrated. I think the NCAA went down there. They were all excited. They were all excited. I think the NCAA went to Eastern Green earlier this week. I know Pat Forty went to Eastern Green from Sports Illustrated. I believe Brad Brown of RTV6 
did a wraparound segment on RTV6 during sports where he did something from Eastern Green as well. Jamie Hudson's a friend of mine. He's the head coach down there. Nathan Martindale, I believe, is the uh, AD down there or something down there. He does something down there. He's a Martindale, for goodness sake, so he's got to be down at Eastern Green. But they all went down there and did stories on Dusty May of Florida Atlantic. So that was pretty cool right there. Anyway, I saw the story. This was the title of it, courtesy of SI. FAU's Dusty May doesn't project the image of a coal miner's son, but his blue-collar upbringing in Greene County, Indiana, played a defining role for the man and the coach right there, too. And there was definitely a work ethic there. That kid had that whenever he was in high school. He was always, he was the leader on the floor. What you see right there as a leader of his collegiate basketball team was exactly the type of player that he was back in high school. And also one year he spent at uh, Oakland City as a player and then bounced and went to IU, became a manager and, and got going on his career. But certainly the work ethic with him, him was there. And a lot of you have asked me because you saw Doug Gottlieb have that post earlier today that the reason why Dusty is saying because he is waiting on the IU job to open, uh, that is not altogether true. Would he take the IU job if offered? Uh, yeah, there's no doubt about it. Would he have interest in that IU job if offered? I'm sure that he would once Mike Woodson is done there. But that's not coming anytime soon. And I can tell you this. He's staying at Florida Atlantic because they are going to be good with the makeup of this team again next year. Now, again, that's provided that they all come back. And now with this era of the transfer portal, see, this is one thing about the transfer portal, and I'm not all the way on board with it. But doing this as long as I have done this, the one thing that fans, that listeners love is talking about anything free agency. It's almost to a point where you like free agency more than you do the actual games. You can't wait for NFL free agency in that second week of March. That's for you. It's almost like even in terms of the Colts not doing or not being that active to the point where you want them to be, but it's something that you wait on and Really, you can put that in anticipation terms of that of the start of the season. I mean, free agency, same thing with the NBA in July. I mean, you get that that period where you start hearing stuff and then everything is concrete. I think the second week of of July and NBA free agency is kind of interesting. Major League Baseball, the hot stove free agency, it, it, it kind of lost its luster a little bit. But in terms of sports talk and what you really dive into, free agency is at the top of the list with the season itself, with the game itself, you know, with what takes place, what happens itself. No question about that. So in terms of this, in terms of the transfer portal, it does add a layer of interest for you. I think that oftentimes it is absolutely crazy. I can't lie, though. If I were back playing and I had the opportunity to bounce, knowing the person that I was back then, if I was a player, I probably would give myself the chance to bounce too. But at the same time, it 
this much every single year is a little bit too much. I mean, every single year, you know, I don't like what's going on. I, really, and in terms of not liking what's going on, that's one thing. But, you know, you kind of jump out of a situation to where maybe there are some issues, and then you want to go to a situation where it's all new, new start, and everybody wants to kind of compare that to what the coaches are able to do. And to me, it has made it more interesting for a lot of the fans out there because it is, to its truest form, free agency. And that's one thing that we know that you like, right? You love free agency. You guys all dive into free agency. And really, the reason why I hang on to it, it's kind of like in baseball. In baseball, the reason why I would hang on to no pitch clock is not because I don't think, really, I didn't even notice too much. Full disclosure, got home last night watching the White Sox and the Astros. I didn't notice. The only thing that I noticed that some of these games were flying by. So I'm cool with that. Some of these things, as far as what I grew up with and what we know to be true now compared to something that changes, oftentimes what you have to do is you just have to see it first. You just have to see it. So I went home last night, and I watched the White Sox and the Astros, and I didn't think there was anything egregious that I was missing out on, anything that I couldn't stand. So in terms of, of going back and looking at me and what I felt about, you know, there not being a pitch clock in Major League Baseball, why do I really care? The one thing that I didn't notice, some of these games, like that Cubs-Brewers game, it was a snap and it was over. That was the difference to me, but yeah. You know, making that argument for the pitch clock and me being old school and all that, yeah, whatever. But it didn't really take too much away from my viewing enjoyment last night, even if it were just one game as far as a basis of comparison right here. But when you look at the change of rules, comparatively speaking here with that of college basketball, you know, most of us kind of viewed college basketball differently. You had college basketball and then you had the NBA. And now college basketball looks more and more like the NBA every single day. And I know that is tough for some to get a grasp on. And here's what I have done. Here's what I've done to do that. I have just said, I love basketball, and I'm going to be there watching it no matter what. And I'm just going to have to figure out every year where all these dudes are going to end up going. And I certainly have noticed you, you the fan of free agency. you the fan of wanting to see free agency. You love it in the NFL. You love it in the NBA. And it is a huge topic of conversation in college basketball, even though it still feels, because traditionally speaking, we loved what college basketball was. And now it looks more like the product that I love in the NBA but I do think the NBA is enough, but a lot of people just aren't willing to make that transition. I, for one, am. I, for one, am. I just, to me, when you look at the transfer portal, if you have a mid-major, and you know me, I'm a big fan of a mid-major team, big fan of Indiana State, and I don't know if this is going to happen this year, probably not. I don't know how often it's going to happen, but I would bet you more times than not. And Michael Lewis has had to deal with that, too. 
You get Peyton Sparks, who's always been an IU fan. Michael Lewis knew that. We talked to him last week. Um, that's right when Peyton Sparks decided to go into the transfer portal. You kind of knew that while he was saying all the right things, that still stings these mid-major coaches. It just does. Even though you say all the right things because you don't want to turn anybody off. You may not completely believe that it's your job to make sure these kids end up going to another college team and thriving at a higher level, but you do have to say that, and you say all the right things because you don't want to turn anybody off with the possibility of bringing that person to Muncie or to Terre Haute in the future. But that can have certainly an ill effect on those mid-majors that are out there. But you love free agency, and I think most everybody right now seems to be on board with it because the, uh, the chatter is thick. Hunter Dickinson is a new one inside the transfer portal, and that is a big one, the Michigan Wolverine big man in the transfer portal. We'll talk about that and more with Jeff Rabjohns coming up at the top of the hour, too. Zach Eady is your national basketball player of the year. I should say your national college basketball player of the year. And Jalen Hood Shafino is off to the NBA. So Jalen hood Shafino off to the NBA, and we already knew that Mike Woodson and company had a lot of ground to cover anyway, but even more so now. But that was something that everybody understood that he was going to bounce, and that's exactly what he did. Talk to Jeff Rabjohns of Peaks.com about that coming up at the top of the hour. Mike Wells of ESPN Radio, bottom of the four. Tom Deanhart, Tucker Barnhart will join us each coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. We'll talk about Zach Eady being that National Player of the Year and if there's any expectation that a Boilermaker may end up jumping in that transfer portal. Nothing as of yet. Tom Deanhart of Golden Black Illustrated in the 5 o'clock hour. This is a tavern tour stop. Month of March, we're at Whiskey Business. We're uh, on the far northeast side, off of Pendleton Pike. You see him right over there doing work, Brent Halverson. He's our betting analyst. He's also from Heaven Hill Distillery. Tell the folks what they're going to see, what they're going to drink like I am when they get here. Well, they're going to come on in. You're drinking a great one right there, John. A little Larceny and ginger ale. I love it. Got some great Evan Williams flavors. I'm having a little peach and tea right now, just my day drink, right, to get back in, back in charge. Uh, I've got some great uh, Elijah Craig, Evan Williams, Larceny, Lunazul tequila. All the, uh, all the popular ones are here, John. And the staff is great, so come on out and let's uh, let's get some samples. Let's do it here. Whiskey Business, Pendleton Pike. That's the location. Now, again, there are a couple. One's down at Southport. This is not the Southport location. This is off of Pendleton Pike. Whiskey Business, Tavern Tour Stop. Month of March is where we are with the bourbon free-flowing per usual, sample-wise, with Brent Holverson. More to come with us on the other side. And again, Jeff Rabjohn's top of the hour on a Friday. It's 93.5107.5. The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. So what's the problem? I don't know. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, quick shout-out to my bros. I love this because Dave Smiley... But the Smiley Morning Show is very jealous of the fact that his friends, his friends like me better than, than they do him. Good to see you, Matt. How you doing, man? I love that. 
Shout out to my bros over there, the smiley bros. This is the day, by the way, the quarterback Matt Ryan is due an $8 million payment. Again, that is by today from the Colts. $8 million due to quarterback Matt Ryan with another $12 million guaranteed for 2023 right there. So $8 million. Eight million for Matt Ryan today. Please, somebody still got to tell me because we had gone over this long before the start of the season. It was Ballard that said, maybe it was Reich that said, one of the two had said that it took them all of 90 minutes of tape to see that Matt Ryan was going to be good to go and is as good as ever. And it was not even close like Wentz was better than that. Rivers was a lot better than that. Most of you would have rather had Jacoby Brissett than that. Thank you very much. But $8 million, I'll tell you what, if you're a quarterback, like, what a great business. $8 million for Matt Ryan today. And then 12 more coming up a little bit later on. And that according to ESPN.com. Uh, I'll turn it over to somebody right now that's not going to get paid $8 million, but we're glad he's here. He's worth $8 million to us. A part of Heaven Hill Distillery, our betting analyst, Brent Halverson, is here with the larceny flowing right now to our tavern tour stop is at Whiskey Business off of Pendleton Pike today, which is awesome. It is. Everybody's starting to roll in. All the bros coming in, smiley. He must be looting his charm out there, John. Got uh, everybody coming out. So. Yeah, get out and join us. I uh, just talked to Mike back there. Mike's here. He's going to get up and join us, talk a little bit about Love it. whiskey business uh, location here, the one in Southport, and a new little treat that uh, is coming soon. So looking forward a to A new little that. treat coming That's soon. That's right. Huh? Absolutely right. Uh, JMV, <laughs> is Matt Ryan getting paid $8 million for as far as he could throw it down the field, eight yards? Probably so. <laughs> like a million dollars a yard right there. What an absolute disastrous crazy? mess. No, it is. What was worse this past year? Was it just the complete misevaluation of Matt Ryan and going out and getting him or bringing in Jeff Saturday midseason? What was worse? Well, obviously you're going to say quarterback because that, I'm just going to say decision-wise and what it turned it into. What? Just yeah. a comedy of errors It was. Year. It really was. You know, and, mm. and hopefully they can start fresh, right? Get something great in the draft and really start and build that program back up. So, you know, but hey, don't have the drama going on with uh, darkness retreats and will you trade me, not trade me going on like they do in Green Bay, you know? So that's uh, oh, something yeah, to be said. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Aaron Rodgers. I, I'm assuming as a, uh, a Green Bay Packers fan and somebody who once loved Aaron Rodgers, you've moved on. I've moved on. I think yeah. most everybody has. I I'm mean, sure. This, this is, you know, it's deja vu from Brett Favre 15 years ago almost, yeah. you know? And it's even a little bit more dramatic, which, you know, uh, we don't need the drama. Let's move on. Let's get Jordan Love Well, as Aaron Rodgers doesn't send out Pictures, crank yes, pictures, right? <laughs> like Brett Favre did. Yeah, and then go to Minnesota the next year. And right, then, exactly. Yeah, uh-huh. But yeah, that's that's a mess. But this past year, when you look at Matt Ryan, eight million dollars, they still owe him twelve million dollars. And we sit here on a daily basis, kind of wondering why they're not taking a more significant look at Lamar Jackson. I'd be the first to tell you, Lamar Jackson. If there is anybody in this world that has that level of talent as a former MVP, a quarterback, is going to be motivated. That is, this should be for him the ultimate motivation. But 
giving up as much as it would cost, and then hearing Jim Irsay talk a little bit earlier this week, and I understand, again, Colts fans, you're hard up. You're like me when I was in seventh grade. We went on the skating party. It was Ladies' Choice Snowball at the Western Skateland in Bloomington. All the girls went over and grabbed their dudes. Guess who was left on the wall? That was me. Just like me. Very hard up. They're hard up. I was left on the wall. I just got a very Why'd they leave me on the wall? You know, and, and really, I should be scarred into never wanting to hear REO Speedwagon again because... Any time that I heard, keep on loving you, I knew it was going to be Ladies' Choice Snowball, and I knew against the wall would be me while all my friends are skating around holding hands. Do you know why that is, John? Girls. Why you were standing back there? They why thought you that? were out of their league, right? Yeah. They, they didn't feel Maybe in a different way. Yeah. In a different way. Maybe beneath their league, I think, is what they thought. But yeah, <laughs> hard up is what I was then, and hard up is seemingly what we have seen this past year here. Oh, so hard absolutely. up on wins, hard up on success around here too. Hard up on being promised stuff that has not been delivered at any level. So if there was a quicker fix, and really it could be a longer term fix, but if there was a quicker fix, this is certainly it. But it makes zero sense to be doing that right now. And I think Jim Irsay told everybody that earlier this week. Yeah, you know, and he said money's not a problem. We all know that that's not a problem, right? Yeah, you know, honestly, I, I think if they can really get in, get a good, you know, they got a great pick, so they got a, they're going to have a great option there. You know, just got to see how this is going to fall. But you know, you know, a lot of people talking about Lamar Jackson. Man, that's a that's a big investment. You have to give up. You have to mortgage your next couple yeah. of years. He's one of those guys. He, he is a tremendous talent, but he's also with the way that he plays. He's a lot more. I don't know, um, I don't know how many years pro, are left, right? Yeah. yeah. I just think everybody's so physically burnt about the quarterback position around here. If anything is believable in, in terms of expediting a winning process, they're going to be on board. And I'm not blame Colts fans for that. Not blame them at all. That's nope. you know I asked a moment ago about you know how in the world can you make that misevaluation? I think that was for the same reasons that we're talking about right now, and even in terms of. The general manager and the head coach, you just see something and you know that the owner has, you know, and people talk about, you know, it was Carson Wentz and the way that he played is the reason why the Jim Irsay didn't want him back. No, it wasn't that. He just didn't want him back because he didn't like him. He didn't like him at, in the middle of the Jacksonville game at the end of that season, the year before last. He was trying to figure out how in the world he can get off this team and what would be the financial ramifications. He just didn't want him. It had nothing to do or I should say this, it didn't have as much to do his play on the field as it did the other aspects. But you can look at that misevaluation as Matt Ryan, much of what I'm talking about right now. Now, this is with the team. This is with the general manager and the head coach. And I'm talking about us. I'm talking about you, the fans out there. But you're so starved right now. It's like any port in the storm for you. And it almost felt like it was the same thing last year when you bring in Matt Ryan because you're thinking, all right, well, the owner says we got to get rid of this guy and we got rid of this guy and now we got to have somebody. Oh, yeah, whatever. This guy looks good. No, yeah, 90 minutes of film, this guy looks good. And then you find out that he can't throw it 10 yards. You know, you think back to, I mean, look, look what the Andrew Luck 
decision did, right? I mean, yeah. it just it just put things in, in, in shambles. And then and they're still well, Colts still trying to catch up from that. So it'll be interesting to see. And again, I think they're going to start fresh and hopefully uh, get some good generational talent to come in for the next 15. The Big Ten Freshman of the Year, Jalen hood Shafino, is going to the NBA. We'll talk about that and the others, including Jordan Geronimo, Tamar Bates, that are leaving the IU basketball program. What Mike Woodson will do regarding that and the rest of the Big Ten the transfer portal got a little bit larger today with Hunter Dickinson, the big man from Michigan, going in, too. Jeff Rabjohns of Peaks.com joins us next. We are live at Whiskey Business. Tavern tour stop with Heaven Hill Distillery the month of March off of Pendleton Pike with 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. No, this isn't an argument. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. It's just contradiction. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. It is not. It is. <laughs> you just contradicted me. No, I didn't. Oh, you did. No, 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 no. You did just no, then. No, no, no. Oh, look, this is futile. No, it isn't. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. We're stop off of Pendleton Pike. Whiskey business with Heaven Hill Distillery. Join us here. Oh, we've got the Heaven Hill Distillery products are flowing right now. Free flowing with Brent Alverson. My bros are here, too. Got to send me that picture so I can send that out to Smiley. He can make it. I got to make him have a Friday feel good going into the weekend for him right there, too. All right. Mike Wells, ESPN Radio, bottom of the hour. I mentioned Tucker Barnhart, Cubs catcher, 5 o'clock hour, probably 530 for Tucker. Day off for the Cubs back at it tomorrow are the Cubs. And Tom Deanhart of Golden Black Illustrated regarding uh, the latest that is Zach Eady, the National Player of the Year. And uh, what may be brewing as far as any possible transfer portal bodies for the Boilermakers. Hunter Dickinson of Michigan is in. We'll get to that. And the goings-on in Bloomington with the IU basketball program right now from Pigs.com. Our friend Jeff Rabjohn's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Hey, Jeff, I know that there was a ton of preparation and understanding knowing that Jalen hood Shafino was going to bounce after this freshman season where he was Big Ten Freshman of the Year. How difficult will Mike Woodson and company find it to replenish what they have lost, in particular with that starting freshman talent this past year? Yeah, I mean, it's going to take some work in the transfer portal. They certainly have some options, but um, these guys in the portal who can play and project to have impact are highly sought-after players. Uh, and schools are being very aggressive because they know um, some programs know two, three good portal additions could really change their season. Some programs know, hey, if you don't do well in the portal, you may be in a little trouble next year. And, you know, I think that's where, you know, IU is right now. They're, they're a little bit like where maybe an Illinois was a year ago. Um, you're going to need two or three portal guys to come in and play well. Um, to make sure that you remain an NCAA tournament, uh, you know, contending type team. And uh, they've got one commit already, Peyton Sparks from Ball State, uh, 6'9 center. You know, he, he's a good, you know, depth piece, you know, gives you some, some added depth on the front court. But, but he's not, you know, nobody's projecting him to come in and play major minutes or have major impact. So they're still on the lookout. And, um, you know, they, they've, they've been to visit some players. They've, 
got uh, you know an official visit coming up with Chris Ledlam, six six wing from from uh, Harvard, who averaged almost nineteen points last year. So you know the portal uh, portal pursuits for Indiana are in full gear. Caleb Love, where might be the interest? Uh, obviously, I think we understand the interest from the IU side. What about the Love side? From what you hear. Mm-hmm. Well, I talked to his dad for a while the other day uh, when I first put the story or put the first story up, and uh, there's definitely mutual interest. You know, he wants to go to a place where they're going to win. He wants to go to a place where um, the court will be spaced. He wants to go to a place where there's somebody who has an understanding of how to get guards prepared for the NBA. And with Jalen Ajfino going to the NBA after one year, that's another card for Indiana to play with, with yeah. Caleb Love. Because when Jalen Ajfino graduated from Montverde, nobody was projecting him to be one and done. You know, a lot of people said, you know, there's the potential with the positional size at six foot five. With I think when he graduated high school, is listed like six eight, six nine wingspan, now listed at six ten. But there wasn't anybody saying, oh, clear first rounder and maybe lottery. Well, Woodson did a really good job with, with Jalen Hedgefino, really developed his ability to play in the ball screen, make decisions, turn the corner, hit that, hit those pull-ups, um, understand when he's going against uh, you know, hedges, understand when he's going against drop coverages, how to function in a variety of settings. So, you know, that's a, excuse me, that's a card that Indiana has to play. And, um, you know, Indiana's had conversations already. With Caleb Love, they've had conversations with his family. They've had conversations with others. So as of right now, you know, there is a pursuit for Indiana towards Caleb Love. So Jeff Rabjohns of Peaks.com, he's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. I want to double back with you in a second regarding the IU guys that have entered the transfer portal and then your thoughts on one year of Jalen Hood, Shafino, and Bloomington. But were you at all surprised? And I don't know if any of us really – or legitimately surprised any longer regarding the transfer portal. But Hunter Dickinson of Michigan, their big man going in an hour or so ago, were you surprised regarding that report and that decision? There were some whispers behind the scenes about that one for a couple of weeks. And that was one of the one, one of the big names that um, those of us who track this stuff and talk to people on a daily basis, that's one of the big names we were, we were waiting to see what's he going to decide. And um, so he, he has decided to go into the portal. And I think obviously, you know, they didn't have a great year. Um, I don't know that he's played with, with a great point guard the past couple of years. Um, you know, he's obviously been with some, some wings who either are, you know, NBA draft picks in, in, uh, in Houston from last year or projected to be in Jet Howard from this year. But um, certainly I think he's looking for a situation where he can win. He's looking for a situation where, oh, let's see, how can I say this in public? Uh, a school has robust NIL endeavors. Yeah. Um, not, that, not that that's really, I mean, we can say it out loud now. That's just. Yeah, we can. You know, yeah. If, 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 if your school does not have good, a robust NIL effort, whether it be a collective or what have you, if your school doesn't have solid NIL endeavors, um, just don't even make phone calls in the portal. Okay, just, just don't waste anybody's time because it's going to take uh, a solid effort on that front. But I think there's a number of schools to look at for, for Dickinson right off the bat. Um, some people think Kentucky. Some people think Georgetown. He is a kid from the DMV, played for Team Takeover out there in the D.C. area. Um, so some people are pointing to Georgetown and Maryland, schools like that. 
Um, other people say, you know, Kentucky was really close and landed him out of high school, so pay attention to Kentucky. But we'll see. But he will be very coveted. There's no doubt about that. So, uh, Jeff Rabjohns, who joins us, I know you probably track this a little bit, too. I just don't know to what level. But where does IU stand in terms of their NIL department um, and what they have compared to the other schools out there? Have you run a test on that? Do you know? Um, I don't know anybody can say they know uh, for sure because yeah. most deals with players are private. Um, and even though I know some deals, unless the players make it public, I, I don't know that that's – that's fair to run around and tell people what kids are getting. Um, but what I would say is this, from what I gather, and I would, we're ballparking things, okay? I, I would put IU's NIL on efforts for, for basketball, probably top 15, 20 in the country, somewhere like that. Um, you know, I was fortunate that they have three NIL arms working. You know, you have the Hoosier Hysterics NIL Collective, um, and obviously, Jalen Hudjafino and Malik Renault, I used two star freshmen from this past year, were Hoosier Stereos ambassadors. You have Hoosiers for Good, uh, which, uh, you know, Fred Glass, former IU athletic director, was was important in spearheading that, along with a number of other influential boosters. And you have Hoosiers Connect, uh, being run by, by Colin Hartman, former IU basketball player, that is, that is working to pair IU players. Uh, with businesses and, and that kind of thing, a little more direct to direct contact, a little more direct impact for businesses. So IU has three NIL arms. So IU's in a solid position, um, you know, but are they, can they throw around Oscar Shubway money? I don't think so. But can IU do a really good job in the NIL space? I do think so. I do think they're very solid. Is... <laughs> I've, I've thought this before, and I, I don't know enough to other than just, I guess, make this kind of snap judgment. But is this an, an endless amount of money here, or is there a point in time when all of this for everybody starts to dry up, in your opinion? I think that's a really interesting question. I think that's one of the questions that's kind of hanging out there regarding NIL, because it's sort of like... Uh, it's two-pronged approach. One, you know, it's not really about, you know, return on investment for businesses. It's really not. And I know people, you know, want to clutch their pearls and say that's what it's supposed to be. Now, fine, whatever. I live in the real world. It's really about people and businesses deciding they're going to support their favorite team and donate to a collective or, or, or sign a player to a deal to have him tweet out about their business or what have you. That, that's really how it's functioning. And it's, it, what, what essentially has happened in a way is all this stuff that you, <clears throat> let's say, allegedly heard about with certain football programs down south where there was under-the-table money, well, a lot of the under-table money is just now on the table, and we can talk about it, and it can be these are contracts now. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how many businesses just decide, you know what, I'm going to put a hundred grand a year into this so that I can help my team, my favorite team be competitive. And how many businesses are going to do that on an annual basis? You know, I don't yeah. know, but like Kenya Hunter was saying when he was on the, uh, the podcast of the rising coaches, uh, <clears throat> group, which is just about young coaches, you know, getting going. You know, it basically said NIL is here to stay, and if you don't do well in it, you're not going to win. 
And that's the reality right now. You know, um, I know we, we're still early in NIL. You still have some people who tweet, I don't want to pay the players. Well, okay, good. Go cheer for Anderson or Wabash or DePaul. You know, I mean, seriously, the world has changed and the players are going to get money. And the schools that have a very healthy NIL situation are the ones that are going to be in the best position to attract the most talent. Jeff Rabjohns of Pigs.com joins us. And, you know, obviously there's a great example of that within the transfer portal and the NIL of being really near to where I sit right now, you know, coming out of LC and going to Kansas State and Nigel Pack and, you know, and what he has accomplished as a part of that, that Jim Laranega Miami Hurricane team, uh, that probably will help build the theory that, hey, you get guys like this, and that's a difference between, you know, going out in an early round or getting to a Final Four in surprising fashion like this. Well, sure it is. Sure it is. And I think, uh, you know, the Miami uh, NIL deals maybe are a little more known than others because, you know, John Ruiz, the big booster, uh, decided he was going to announce them. <laughs> and, uh, so he did, you know, and he claimed he gave Nigel Pack $400,000 in a car. Um, and I'm, I'm assuming what he's saying is true, but we are making an assumption, you know, and there were similar rumors about what Isaiah Wong got. You know, Isaiah Wong, their, uh, their, their terrific guard, who was ACC Player of the Year. Um, Jordan Miller, uh, their outstanding wing, who was their second leading scorer, a little over 15 points per game. Um, John Ruiz, per John Ruiz's tweets, similar situation there. So you're talking about, you know, well over a million dollars. If if everything that, that has been tweeted is true, you're talking about well over a million dollars for the Miami basketball roster this year. And and really, if everything that was tweeted is true, uh, you're probably talking over a million dollars for the, for the three or four main players. Jeff Radjohns of Pigs.com. He's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. So uh, along with Jalen Hood-Shafino, who's bouncing now, foregoing his eligibility and going to the NBA draft, Jordan Geronimo, Jamar, uh, or yeah, uh, I think you got Bates, you got Geronimo, and you got Duncan all in the transfer portal. Give me an idea or announce an idea where you think these dudes end up. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. You know, with Jordan Geronimo, he's obviously originally from New York and played AAU in Massachusetts, so a lot of people think somewhere on the northeast or east coast is is highly likely. You know, Seton Hall had a lot of interest. Um, So we'll see with, you know, with with Seton Hall's situation, if if they pursue, you know, there were some rumors about Providence, there were some rumors about Georgetown, now that Ed Cooley's there, and that situation is a little more stable. So we'll see what happens there with, with Logan Duncan. Um, there was a lot of speculation about Xavier. Obviously, Duncan, you know, is from Cincinnati. Xavier's yeah. right there in Cincinnati. Uh, there, there's people who Logan played for, you know, in, in high school who have a lot of connections to Cincinnati. A lot, you know, that one really came down to Indiana versus Xavier during for his high school recruitment. And then with Tamar Bates, you know, he's originally from Kansas City. So there's been a lot of speculation about teams like Missouri, Kansas State, maybe Marquette, because he originally committed to Shaka Smart when Shaka was at Texas. So I think, um, you know, and and maybe Memphis, maybe Memphis with Bates, although that's a little further than home. But uh, those are the schools that you hear a little bit about initially. And obviously the lists are bigger than that, but those are just some of the schools that, that you hear a lot about early on. Hey, Jeff, what do you think is going to be the outcome of Xavier Johnson in his quest to, to return and get another season? 
Yeah, um, I know I is very, very optimistic that he will be granted the, the, the medical redshirt, that he, that he will be able to, to return to IU next year. Um, from what I was told, he was a few minutes over the 30% um, threshold where a medical redshirt is essentially uh, rubber stamped, you know, kind of an automatic type thing. So he's just a few minutes over. But so many waivers have been granted for players who are on a roster uh, during COVID that hopes are very high in Bloomington that that, that that medical hardship waiver will get granted. And then obviously, you know, Indiana has its starting point guard for next year. All right, Jeff, too, as far as Jalen hood Shafino is concerned, freshman of the year, just had an outstanding first and only year in Bloomington. And I think you said it right a little bit earlier, too. I mean, he was a guy that many didn't think was going to have these opportunities after year number one as a freshman, and he did. And, you know, not only making himself look attractive for the NBA draft, but also, I'm assuming, making the coaching staff and Bloomington look attractive for what they did with him after one year. Yeah, there, there's no doubt that, that Jalen Hutchfino becoming a first-round NBA draft pick, possibly even a lottery pick. You know, we'll see what happens. But he seems certainly destined for for the first round. Um, that is a card for Indiana to play in recruiting. And it's something that, that uh, Mike Woodson, Kenya Hunter, Yasir Rosemont, Brian Walsh, Adam Howard, Jordan Holmes, and all those guys – that's something they can out all now reference when they talk to guards, whether it be a guard in the portal, whether it be high school players. You know, they've got demonstrated development and demonstrated development of getting somebody where, you know, where they want to go, which is the NBA. Um, so it, it's a positive thing for IU in, in recruiting. I know some people are like, well, I'd rather have him back for next year. I get that from the same perspective. Very understandable, very normal. But from the big picture perspective, this is now a card that Indiana has to play. And if you get Jalen Hutchfino in the lottery and you get Trace Jackson Davis solidly drafted, even if it's you know early to mid-second round, you start showing, hey, these guys are getting drafted higher spots than they were projected out of high school. That is demonstrated development, and that is a very nice card to play in recruiting. It is. It's Jeff Rabjohns with us at Pigs.com on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Before I let you go, I just saw this because a couple of people sent this to me from Doug Gottlieb about the reason he believes Dusty May is staying at Florida Atlantic is waiting on the IU job. Uh, while I'm sure that it would be great for Dusty one of these days to be a head coach in Bloomington at IU, I can tell everybody right now that he's not sitting there waiting on it. He's going back to FAU because he believes in what he has returning to Boca Raton. He believes in right now what he is building in Boca Raton. And also, you and I both know this. It's not like that these these vacancies, these opportunities were robust enough for somebody even if you're at Florida Atlantic right now, to want to, to want to bust out of. He may want that one of these days, but it's not like he's sitting there in Boca Raton and waiting on it, Jeff. No, no. You and I both, both you know, talked to Dusty. And, you know, a guy from Eastern Green, um, you know, uh, who was an IU guy, who was an IU manager, sure, if, if you put truth serum in the arm, would they tell you that I used their dream job? Probably so. But, you know, I, the idea that, oh, he's just sitting around, you know, twiddling his thumbs, waiting for the IU job to open, that's not what's happening. Uh, he has a very good situation. 
Um, they do apparently um, have some pretty well-heeled boosters. Um, they do have the ability to be fairly attractive. Dusty's a really good coach. I think he has a really good understanding of how he wants to build his team. You know, you know, he's done a really good job with guys like Nelly, you know, John L. Davis, you know, from, from Gary, Indiana. Um, it's a really well-constructed roster. So, you know, when you have – a lot of coaches will tell you this. At some point in time, you don't mess with happy. And if you're getting paid in your current job, people sometimes don't job jump. Um, you know, if, if you really find a situation that you think is, is, is a significant improvement and is better for you, then, yeah, you, you, you make a move if, if you feel strongly about it. But, you know, that FAU situation is not a bad situation at all, at all now. Um, they have really improved their facilities. Um, you know, they've got a good staff. Um, you know, whenever I get off the phone with you, I've actually got a story from one of our correspondents down there in Florida about like the whole staff and, you know, all the people that are involved there, you know, including, you know, the Abernathy. So obviously strong Indiana family there. So I think Dusty May, you know, is happy in his situation. Now, is he going to move up at some point in time? Yeah, of course he is. At least I think uh, that, that would be a reasonable assumption that a very successful coach at a mid-major eventually moves up. But, no, he's not just sitting there going, well, IU's not open, so I guess I'll just sit here down on the beach. No, that's not what's happening. No doubt. No doubt. I just I thought that was funny. You know, he's just waiting for the IU job. So he, he's not. I, I, he seems confident in terms of his guy's not going anywhere. And I've been a little bit worried, I guess, for him that some coaches, some programs will come poaching because these guys have, for the better part of two-plus weeks now, I mean, they've been in the spotlight on the main stage uh, like nobody's business right now. And that's, that'll be tough to battle because I'm sure that they're getting recruited as we speak. Uh, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I mean, that's not, yeah, yeah, um, you know, um, but that, that's what happens, you know, you know, check around and see, Hey, you know, so-and-so interested, we'd have an opportunity. And and obviously, you know, John L. Davis is, is a really good player, you know, Elijah Martin, good player, you know, Vlad Golden, you know, center they got out of Russia, very helpful player. You know, so they got good players, but um, you know we'll we'll see we'll we'll see yep. what happens. But but uh, but I do think I do think that situation is a little more stable than the casual observer thinks. Now that they've upgraded their facilities, now that they're you know I think they're you know they've got some boosters who, from my understanding, are a little more involved in a good way, and and obviously you know they're going to be able to pay Dusty more. I think they're going to be able to pay his staff a little more. I believe. Um, you know, obviously he's done a very good job yep. of making Florida Atlantic attractive to players. And he's, he's really connected to, um, Dusty has Dusty and his staff work. They, they work. Hey, by the way, as we've been talking here, Xavier Johnson tweeted, it's time to get to work. So take that for whatever it's worth right there. As he tweeted that, as you and I were talking, so. I'm assuming I'm assuming that means one thing more than anything else. <laughs> so there you go. Who knows? Who knows? You know, sometimes college kids' tweets are relevant. Sometimes they're just having a little fun, like we all did in college. Just with these guys, they're fun sometimes. 
plays out in public. So we'll see. You got I it. He, and I, I know he and Hunter Dickinson are friends. So, you know, he, he may mess with Uh-oh. Friends a little bit. That's but. even more intrigue right there. We're really going to get the IU fans excited now. I don't know that it matters. We'll see. There's a lot of people <laughs> who are a lot of friends. There's a lot of people. No doubt about it. My man, I appreciate you more than you know. We'll uh, follow some of these stories as we uh, get into the after effects of the NCAA tournament and this season. And I want to thank you for all you've done for us, man. As always, Jeff, thank you. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Always good talking to you. You guys have a good afternoon there. You got it. Jeff Rabjohns of pigs.com with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Mike Wells of ESPN Radio is going to join us coming up in a couple of minutes. Whiskey Business, our Tavern Tour stop, month of March, is right here. If you can look on YouTube Live right now inside the lounge, Brent Halverson is delivering the beverages for us. As I do want to do this before we get going into this break and get Mike Wells on the other side, man. We are happy to be here in Whiskey Business, the place I am during the fall, at least once it seems, maybe even twice sometimes with both spots. And there's a reason why we're here today. There is a reason why we're here today, and, and you don't find much better places and, and people like this. Mike Dorn here, one of the proprietors here. Uh, Mike, thanks for having us, man. Hey, thanks for making this possible. Appreciate it, Absolutely, Brent. absolutely. Got a great spot. And like I say, got this. You got the one at Southport. Yep. Yes, sir. And I know there's some, some, some new news going on. I don't know if you want to tell us what you got going on with uh, both spots and uh, potentially something else. Breaking news right? here. This, Yeah, with, uh, with my buddies, you know, our ownership group and all my buddies, we uh, opened up a Smash Burger place in Irvington. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be called Smash Burger Bar, and it's right there by the Irving Theater on uh, Johnson Avenue. That is nice. Congratulations, yeah. Michael, on yeah. that. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's a real exciting, real, you know, anxiety-filled moment. Sure. But yeah, we plan on opening, and hopefully the beginning of May. We're trying to uh, get our beer and wine permit right now, but a little fast, casual joint. And we're, we're, we do a lot of smash burgers here, so we're yeah. going to take that same concept and scale it down a little bit and, and hopefully have a good ride with it. Well, I can tell you the burgers here, and John, I don't yeah. know if you've had them. I've they're had they're yeah. outstanding. Like, I'm, I'm really excited to see what that's going to bring. And, and your food in general, I was just telling you, probably some of the, the best boneless wing I've ever had. I just had here, and it's the first time I had it. So yeah. your, your food quality is awesome, man. You, you do a great, great job. We really appreciate all you do, and uh, appreciate you having us on. And uh, we've got a shot here, so everybody out there, I think, might have a little Evan Williams fire if you'd like to uh, mm-hmm. toast us here real quick. And all then right. Go ahead, Mike. Toast us. Over. Yes. All right. Well, here's to uh, Heaven Hill and, and, and Evan Williams. Cheers Thank to that. Thank you. I was cheers, going to do cheers, my cheers. Uh, Jaws and Quint. Here's the swimming with bow-legged women. They don't like that? <laughs> <laughs> Salud. Yeah, thank you very much. So, Mike, thanks for having us, man. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, no. Thank you for coming out. Excuse me. Just taking that fire down. Ooh, yeah, thank baby. you for coming More out. Yes. Helping, uh, helping us spread our name out Always there. love it. Always and, do. You know, love we, coming out during the football season. Yes, love sir. coming out yes, right sir. now. I wish I was more of the, the gambling guy that could get into all that with you guys, but... <laughs> I can't keep up with hey, that. Hey, just follow us next year. We'll, uh, we'll, you be, got we'll be back. Right and, uh, we'll are, be, are you up? If I can start putting my money on your word? Yes. Is that, is that good? You can trust him. So yes. I'll tell you what. We pick every single game, right? So yeah. I don't bet every game. But uh, I think on the year, I think I hit 40, 50, 54%. So that's making a little money. 
John was right around there, too. We got some good nuggets there. We'll put out our larceny locks. So those are the ones to kind of keep an eye on. So. Uh, I'll do that. We'll follow that. that next year. Mike, thank right. you very much for having us. Thank, thank you. you Mike much. here at Whiskey Business, Pendleton yeah. Pike. Our tavern tour stop in March is here. Quick break. We'll come back. Brent Holverson rejoins Mike Wells of ESPN Radio as well. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. I love JMV. He looks like Rascal Flatts guy. Got a cool soul patch. He does, and a buttery smooth voice. Oh, yeah. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. IMS.com. Get your tickets. The Carb Day concert will be headlined by Brian Adams. Had Mysterio leaving way beyond a shadow of a doubt. Cuts Like a Knife will be one of the hits in the catalog of Brian Adams. The support band will be David Perner and Soul Asylum. Tickets are available right now. IMS.com, of course, the 2023 Carb Day. That announcement was made yesterday. Brian Adams and Soul Asylum. Get your tickets right now at IMS.com. Also right now on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, friend of the show who had an outstanding time. I could see it. I saw it right before me when he was getting deep in on Bobby Brown's Roney. I knew he was having a good night. Mike Wells of ESPN Radio joins us now. You were getting down with your rendition of Roney last Friday night. That was impressive. Man, Jay, I was in heaven a week ago over at the uh, field house. I had a great time. Shout out, shout out. To our guy Dion for uh, taking care of everything for us. Um, I had a number of students who followed me on Twitter and said they they were shocked to see me. And 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 that mindset, I was like, y'all don't understand. Y'all weren't born when these songs came out. I I, I was on top of the world. You couldn't tell my ass anything. <laughs> when it came when it came to my singing, you couldn't say a word. I. I I thought I was going to go on stage enjoying the fellas up there singing. Telling you. That was, I said this afterwards. I said I would go, I'd go to another one. I'd go to another one immediately. It was that good from start to finish. I mean, there was, I mean, other than when I think Keith Sweat, I don't know if he got tired or he was a little drunk or what. He went off stage and. Some dude came up there with Teddy Riley and started uh, singing Just Got Paid by the late Johnny Kemp. I mean, other than that, and it was still good, uh, you could not ask for anything better from top to bottom right there. No, you couldn't. It, it, that, that, was, that was the best part. It was that they were – that was way better than what we experienced when we went to the concert at, up in Anderson. I thought, I thought New Edition, even our boy Bobby Brown – Killed it as far as conditioning goes. He he was in shape. He was letting it fly. They were up there for an hour and a half. Did you realize that? No, I know it. Yeah, yeah. They they gave it to you, man. And they, you know what, Mike? They gave you every single song too. They gave you everything yeah. from from the entire new edition, Bobby Brown, uh, Ralph Tresvant, Johnny Gill. Uh, Bell Biv DeVoe, the entire catalog they gave you. And when Johnny Gill got up there to do his thing, I felt bad for everybody else. 
because he's just he's different. His voice is different than everybody else's. It was almost like he was showing off. Yeah, and he's like, hey, I was the last member of the group, but I'm the one with the best voice. The only person who struggled, in my opinion, was Aaron Hall as a member of Guy. I thought yeah. his voice was very raspy. His age was up there. It's like he had been smoking cartons of cigarettes. That's how he sounded when he was up there. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. <laughs> yeah. That was, the, that was the only one that struggled. But beyond that, I, yeah. that every, everybody kicked ass. No, it was great, man. It was. I had a great time. We know our guy, Manny. I still haven't heard from Manny. I called him on Saturday, and I wanted to make sure Manny was okay because last time we heard from Manny, he was holed up in a back stall in the bathroom, I think, right? So that's the last time we had heard from Manny. Uh, but he did call yeah. in, I think, earlier this week, but he didn't get through. Listen, man, hey, I wonder if Manny was – the way he was killing that mac and cheese and the chicken fenders must have given him bubble guts, man. <laughs> he, he – man, they loved him in the suite next to us. They loved Manny. Uh, that was such a good time. Hey, Manny had, like, his own private soul train line with everybody up in the suite, man. He was, bounce, he was bouncing around with all the ladies up in the suite out there dropping it like it was hot. That was great. It really was. So that was last week with the new addition to the Legacy Tour to celebrate 40 years. And Guy and Keith Sweat was a part of it, too, at the Abridge Fieldhouse. It was um, outstanding. Mike Wells of ESPN Radio is on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Did you know that today is the day when the Colts – had to pay Matt Ryan $8 million, and they still owe him 12 further down the road. But today is a day when they owe him $8 million. How much of that do you think he earned? If you were paying it out by what he actually earned, how much do you think he would get from last year? Hey, he, he, didn't even get, he didn't even get the veteran minimum. Yeah. He didn't get that's, – that's how poorly Matt Ryan played. And obviously, I, I only spent – you know, some, some mini camp around him, but the way he played, he was not worthy of the veteran minimum as far as production went. You know, it's funny. I talk about Lamar Jackson, and it's a pipe dream. It's not going to happen. However, I can understand why Colts fans would like to see it happen because they've been promised a lot. There hadn't been winning, and they want winning, and, and certainly you would think he'd be able to do that. And it's almost like at times they are, as Colts fans, trying to talk themselves into the Colts doing it or having interest. And, Mike, I look back on, especially last year, and you can even go back to the winch year as well, but I think especially last year when Jim Mersey, you know, during basically the second half of that Jacksonville game where they got knocked out of the postseason, said that by whatever means necessary, get this quarterback the hell up out of here. And then you had Ballard and Reich on the track down of a new quarterback. It's almost like you see stuff differently, right? Because it was Frank Reich that had mentioned, you know, we saw 90 minutes of tape on Matt Ryan, and we could tell he could still play. Well, <laughs> you look at it that way, it's almost like you're trying to talk yourself into it, even though you understand that it's not that. It's not that way. He hasn't been that good. The tape doesn't look that good. And you're just trying to really, I said this earlier, you're trying to just jump into any port in a storm in this case right here. Well, I, the last part, I repeat what you just said. 
Repeat what, what was the last thing you just said. No, it, it, you just need anything, and you're going to talk yourself yes. into anybody at that exactly. time. And that's what you did. Yes. What you just said is exactly correct. The Colts are so desperate for quarterback that they talk themselves into saying, okay, Matt Ryan still can be an elite quarterback. And if you're, if you're watching, if you, if you say you watch 90 minutes of film and he still has it, um, you, you're, you're, you're again showing that you had to talk yourself into being positioned to, uh, to acquire the guy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It's almost like, and I, I think fans do that. I think I could do that. I, listen, I saw Anthony Richardson yesterday, and I'm not getting excited about workout guy. That's just not been me. But I watched that huge dude out there floating around on a cloud of athleticism. I go, my God. I don't know if he can play a lick at quarterback, but holy crap, this guy is one of the most athletic-looking dudes I've ever seen that wants to play that position. It was incredible. Yeah. So, would you, would you, so based on his athleticism, would you say you'd rather have him over Will Levis? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to because I don't want to be that guy. But I just I – don't, I don't – listen, if you were going to put that up against C.J. Stroud, I would say Stroud. If you're going to put okay. that up against Bryce Young, I would say Bryce Young. But you put that up against Levis, and yeah, I, I just, I was, and I know it's just a workout, and who really cares? But man, I thought that that was as impressive of, you know, and again, who knows if the dude can play quarterback, but as impressive as a show of athleticism at that position as I've seen. Yeah. That, oh, man. I uh, see. Man, you and I have always been in agreement. <laughs> about not getting excited about workouts, but yeah, uh, I'm trying not to. Listen, I need you. I need you to control yourself right now, man. Get, I know what I do. Hey, 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 get some cold water and cool off a little bit, man. Uh, I know. I need to yeah. look back at some Florida film or something when he overthrows a receiver by 35 yards or so, and they go, <laughs> "Okay, <laughs> okay, this is also this is also part of this package." I get it. So. Yeah. Man, and, and I, I know see, the, the way you are about what you saw to Richardson is the way I am about Lamar Jackson. I, I think the Colts should do, do what they can to try to acquire the young man, in my opinion. Yeah. I just um, – I still think, and this is, again, going all the way back to the middle of the season last year, I still, still think right now they have designs on it being Levis as they have and – We'll end up seeing that. I like Stroud better than anybody else. But, man, if you're looking for an incredible workout pro day type of performance, uh, athletically speaking, that was pretty fun to watch yesterday, even though I really I, – I really – I don't get down with that like I did yesterday. That just looked different. Yeah. No, that's totally – I saw the all the local media members are going to all the pro days, so um, – and the way the what you the way you describe it is the same way that most of them are writing about it too. So I to, I totally understand the excitement behind it. I to, I to, I totally get it. So we'll see how Ballard thinks. And I, honestly, whatever quarterback they take, I can't wait to hear Chris Ballard's ex- explanation off of it. Yeah, it's funny too because you know really the, there've been more media people covering the Colts at these workouts than there have Colts people. They've had area scouts at, what, three of them. 
And then I think Morocco Brown went down for the one in Florida yesterday. And hell, I mean, Carolina sent everybody from Charlotte out there. But, you know, Michael Jordan, I think, to yeah, certainly yeah. C.J. Stroud's workout. So. Yeah, man, it seems like Stroud is as leapfrog. Unless Frank Reich's doing a hell of an acting job, it seems like C.J. Stroud has leapfrog Bryce Young as the top quarterback being picked this year. Very much seems like that. It does. It's Mike Wells of ESPN Radio with us. When are you going to be back on ESPN Radio? I saw you were on over the weekend. Oh, man, they wanted me back on. They wanted me on tomorrow night, but I can't do it because your favorite member of the Wells household has a tournament in Cincinnati. So I'm going nice. to set it off. But, uh, but I'm, back, I'm back on a week from tomorrow. Back on a week from tomorrow. And are you counting the days down until your favorite NBA team ends the season? <laughs> I'm okay with it. I mean, they show me enough to have legitimate hope in the future if they do things right. So I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm glad that they gave everybody a bit of a thrill back in December. But they've got a centerpiece to work off of and some other pieces. And I, we may see this team might be more active than we have in this offseason in a while. So that's also, I think, a point, a point of interest moving forward here. I, I hope I, I re- you know what because they they do have pieces and I really hope that um, Kevin Pritchard says that they got to get some pieces to help to help Halliburton and your boy Matherin and everything so that, oh, yeah. so, so that they can so that they can be in position to make the playoffs next year, man. It is like block, I mean, outside of that stretch when they were playing well early in the season, there's been zero zero excitement about this team. Hey, man, we're, we are so used to losing around here. We're just a big bunch of losers, even when we win, like in terms of the Boilermakers, right? Even when they win, it still, as it turns out, you feel like a big loser because of the way they went out. With IU, even when they win, you still feel like a big loser with the way that they went out. So at some point, I think all of us, and I mean all of us together, have to shake loose of us just having this losing mentality because it has been more times than not in recent history where we've been just that, a bunch of losers. Yeah, and that, and that, and that completely sucks. I mean, you think about <laughs> between IU basketball rolling at one point, IU women's team kicking butt early on, and once the Pacers are done, the state of Indiana is done with basketball in, in less than two weeks. Mike, we're losers. We're just big, fat losers around. we got to shake that. I can't stand it. We've got loser mentality. <laughs> Big fat losers we are. <laughs> oh my goodness! Hey, hey, my girl Laney playing this weekend? Laney is not playing this weekend. I think they start maybe next. I think they got like uh, five coming up. So I'll probably be able to make about two of them. But five coming up here relatively soon. So I think they go hey, to listen, you, you, they go to Lafayette for one and somewhere else. I don't know. Hey, you tell you tell my girl Laney. You tell my girl Laney. She go out there. She needs to go out there and kick butt. So that um, there's a certain uh, school district realizes they made a mistake yeah. in the season. Well, at least I don't have to deal with Coach Perm anymore, so that'll be good. So, <laughs> hey, you know, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm, not, I'm down, I'm down in Bloomington. I had a meeting today, and as soon yeah. as I hang up, the, as soon as I hang up the phone, guess what? I'm about to walk inside and go pick up and take home. Oh, you going to Mother Bears? 
Yes, I'm I, I'm not nice. the one we went to with the hot shots girls. I'm at the one oh, yeah. on campus. I'm a, I'm gonna walk in there. Captain got, got a large pizza to take home. All I know is yes. Layla and Tay better hope there's some uh, by the time I get to the house. Tell you, buddy. There, the Mother Bears is awesome and the the campus Mother Bears is the most awesome of the awesome right there. Enjoy that. Tell Layla I said hello and everybody and we'll do it again next week, buddy. Be careful. All right, brother. Be good. So Mike Wells of ESPN Radio right there. Whiskey Business Tavern Tour Stop March. We are here. Pendleton Pike. Me, Brent Halverson, back after this. 93.5107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. It takes him a second to get on the stool because he's under 5 feet tall. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. 5 o'clock hour. Tavern Tour Stop March. Thank you very much for Mike and the gang having us here with their incredible wings. The wingage is outstanding here. Both boneless and bone-in. Pendleton Pike is our location today. Brent Halverson, JMV. Mike Wells a little bit earlier. Jeff Rabjohns a little bit earlier, too. Tucker Barnhart of the Cubs, bottom of this hour. So I hear that maybe, just maybe from our local weather folks, we could have some jacket-off weather coming up later on tonight. Is that right? Yeah, that's what I hear. And, again, jacket-off weather is not what you're thinking right now as you giggle. It is when the meteorologist comes on, the fellas, and they take their suit coat on. I could also say suit coat jacket weather, but I refuse to. Um, but it's when they take it off because it's out of the normal broadcasting window of what when they do their, their news shows and such. Huh. So jacket-off weather. We could be getting here in and around central Indiana. So watch out for, keep your eyes to the sky, just in case we get a dose of jacket-off weather coming up later on tonight. I think I misunderstood you when you first said that. Yeah. I, was, I was hearing something jacket else. Off I didn't know what to... Uh, <laughs> no, it's not like this. <laughs> no, what you're supposed to do with but that. It but it could be. No, but it's not. It's just <laughs> when you see, normally when you see the fella uh, meteorologist there, when they're outside their own show broadcasting window, they take their jacket off. Whenever the weather is inclement, when the weather is heavy, and uh, hence the term. And others have taken off with it, and that's okay. Just give me credit. Credit where credit is due, jacket off weather. <laughs> that has been coined by you, and I Thank now know what it means, much. so I appreciate the uh, lesson today. Betting analyst Brent Halverson, JMV here, Whiskey Business. We'd love to see you. Their wings, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, absolutely outstanding. Tucker Barnhart, bottom of the hour, too, Brent. Yeah, I can't wait to talk to Tucker. And, uh, you know, they got started off on the right foot yesterday. And unlike our Reds did, uh, John, I mean, that's still, you know, we we were up and down quick, right? Well, they had a pitcher that came in that uh, walked two runs in and then had a wild pitch and sent another one in. So why pull Hunter Green that early? He had five Ks through two innings. He looked yeah. pretty strong. He started giving. He started giving up a little bit because it's but David you, Bell. I but guess. your bullpen's yeah. not strong, right? No, like well, I don't even know who they are. I don't either. <laughs> it's like again, we talked yesterday. It's like Literally, major their the entire movie. bullpen could be sitting in here right now, and I have no idea who they are. Idea. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that the Reds bullpen or is that the Smiley Bros over there? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not exactly <laughs> sure. So, and really, it looks their entire roster. You look at their roster and you go, who in the hell are these guys? It is so 
incredibly major league without the great ending. It really is. It, it truly is. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's, you know, I, I saw a picture yesterday, uh, kind of an overshadow of looking down uh, over Cincinnati and how packed it is and the thousands and thousands of people there that are so excited the season's here. And then it's going to be a ghost town now for the yeah. rest of the year. You know, it's yeah. so amazing. Reds opening day. There's nothing like it. Um, if you're a baseball fan at all and get a chance Go see a Reds opening day. And I got to get you over there. You told me you hadn't been I there do. yet. It is. There's nothing like it, man. It, it, it's cool. It's like a giant concert festivity, street festival happening all around Covington and Cincinnati uh-huh. there. It's really neat. So, But again, there's we got to have an owner that the, wants the, to the kind festival. of invest the team. By the way, Megan the Stallion yesterday in Houston, everybody. Hello. That first pitch was the best first pitch I've ever seen in my life. Anybody agree with me on that? That's pretty impressive. Look at Cam over there. Cam getting all excited by that. Megan the Stallion <laughs> down in Houston. Astros got beat by the White Sox. Same two teams coming up later on tonight. All right, Brent's going to hang with us too. Tucker Barnhart, bottom of the hour from Golden Black Illustrated. The rocker, Tom Deanhart's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Hello, Tommy D. What's up? Good, good, John. The Reds still have what? Clay Carroll and Don Gellett, David Barbone. No, yeah, they got a some guy named Alex Young, and hell, I don't even know who else they have. I literally, I looked at their their starting. I knew like three guys. Yeah, it is not like that. I bury my head in the sand and I don't pay attention. I literally knew three guys. Now there'll be some clowns out there right now, Tommy D. They're gonna go. Well, I'm studying the minor leagues, and you know these are up and coming. I don't want to hear it. All right. Well, I mean, I, I said that we're basically around here. We're all a bunch of big fat losers. All we ever do is lose. And I, I mean, I mean, I, and I know that Purdue, you know, won regular season, won the Big Ten tournament, but we know how things ended. We know how things ended for IU. The Pacers yeah. had a moment in December. But we know how this is going to end. I mean, with the Colts, it's been a foregone conclusion how things end. We just need somebody to step up and give us a consistent, consistent dose of winning. And it sure as hell not going to be the Reds. Because, again, I could see not just their bullpen, Tommy D, but their roster in its entirety yeah. sitting in here. And I couldn't tell you who any of those guys were. I hear you. I, I like three the of them, maybe. Baseball, I, I've fallen off the baseball bandwagon a while ago, but... You know, you know, we would Purdue, John. You know, I guess you know Zach Eady flew down to Houston today. I saw, and yeah, got a bunch of awards. And now the the long wait begins, or maybe it'll be a short wait. You know, will Zach Eady come back? Will Zach Eady turn pro? So, a lot of anxious people in West Lafayette. And then there's the transfer portal too, right? Is anybody going to leave? Is Brandon Newman going to leave? That seems to be the player most people speculate could hit the portal. And John, would you agree that Purdue needs to get some type of some type of help a point guard in, uh, in, the, in the portal too? Yeah, you know it would have really helped had the guy that we're going to watch in the Final Four on Saturday night for Lawrence Central ended yeah, up yeah. there. I, I mean, we and we talked about that all season long, and it looked like as a group in that backcourt they really didn't need it with those freshmen being starters. But there became a point in time when they absolutely needed it, and you can certainly see the effect that Nigel Pack had on his team and the effect of the games to get them to the final four. And you can see why Purdue had that heavy interest. Yeah, he's worth $800,000, right? I mean, uh, 
What a fun story. Uh, a nice player, like you said. Just the lead guard who could have yeah. used lead guard Purdue thought it had, I think, you know, one point, probably about this time last year. So, you know, Braden Smith had his freshman pains. Uh, Fletcher Roy, we know, struggled with his shots deep into the season. But it just seems like there's no real guy on that roster right now who can really get his own shot, right? I mean, I, I guess I'm eager to see a kid from your town hit hit West Lafayette next year. Miles Colvin, of course, Roosevelt yeah. Colvin's son. A dynamic guy, more of a wing guy, a real athlete. The type of dynamic athlete usually does not have on the wing. How deeply are they involved in the transfer portal right now? And I guess before you can answer that, do you think that a decision or two might be waiting on the Zach Eady decision? I'll give you an example. I don't know the kid. Um, I don't know anything about it. This is just me guessing. I can't imagine if you're Zach Eady, you want to go out like they went out. I don't think you want to go out like that. So, I, listen, I'd be shocked because there, there's not some specific angle in which you go, you know, you're not going to be a lottery pick. And, you know, I don't even see him really in the first round. So, like, I, I sit here and expect him to be back. I, I may not be in the right in saying that. But does this decision kind of hold weight in terms of what a couple of others may end up doing on that team? Uh, well, I would think so. It's obviously a big piece of the puzzle, and, and it could be a real factor in what other guys want to do for next year. That's a good point. And as far as the Zach Eady goes, I, I, I think I'm in your camp, John. I tend to think he is going to come back. Um, he likes he likes being a college basketball player. He likes living in West Lafayette. We all know the story with his mother still in town here and their relationship. And I got to think that he's going to be able to, the collective or other people are going to be able to come up with probably what close to a million dollars. Uh, wouldn't be a bad way to, to, to spend your last year in college, like you said, unfinished business, too. And if you're Matt Payne, you'd like to, you'd like to get an answer pretty soon because, like you said, John, they got work to do in the portal. And the first thing you'd like to answer is, is Zach Keeney going to be back? So, uh, Tom Deanhardt of Golden Black Illustrated, I ask. Jeff Robjohns of Peaks this a little bit earlier. And I, I know that you guys are just going to try to guess a little bit because you really don't know. I know how hard certainly they have worked with the NIL department creation and where it is right now in Bloomington. How robust is the NIL department in terms of West Lafayette and that Boilermaker program, Tommy D? Under construction, my friend. That, that's the best way I can put it. Um, it's, called, it's called the Boilermaker Alliance. And they're, they're getting ready, I'm told, to hire a chief fundraiser here very shortly. And uh, they've got to really ramp up the staff here, uh, I think, and really have a more concerted fundraising effort here. So I think there's some, there's some wheels in motion, shall we say, to try to really be more viable in that, in that arena, that, that NIL arena, especially with the collective that works separate from the university. So... I think Purdue's sort of tread water right now in that department. Are they a little bit late on this? It's been about a year. I think about last July yeah. they launched the Boilermaker Alliance. So, what, what, was um, it? Why were they late? Was it just because they were kind of getting into this, kicking and screaming a little bit, or was there a different I reason? I, I think that may, that may have been part of it. Um, you know, Purdue always going to move cautiously in a lot of things that they do. And I think they wanted to really move with caution into this new whole area of this whole new world that's now sort of playing a big part in college athletics. So, uh, like I said, they wanted to look before they leaped. 
And they are probably, I think, behind the eight ball a little bit at this point. But, heck, I, I think this whole thing's still in the construction nationwide to see where, where this thing's going how it's going to look in three to five years. Tom Deanhart, Golden Black Illustrated, is on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. You mentioned Brandon Newman as a possibility. How about Trey Kaufman Wren? Yeah. The reason why I bring that up is if Zach Eady comes back, then again, there's not going to be a great deal of time for Trey Kaufman Wren. And he probably wants certainly more time than that. And I know, listen, I talk to Matt all the time, and I know that the Matt has a great feeling about these guys understanding how you earn playing time with that group. But what might be the effect on Trey Kaufman Wren if Edie does decide to come back, as I think most of us expect? I think he leaves, right? Um, yeah. I would not be shocked at all to leave. I think he wants to be able to play more minutes. But yeah, if Edie comes back, I think that's going to be a casualty. Trey Kaufman Wren leaving. So we talked about him. Talked about Brandon Newman. The other guy you hear some rumblings about maybe hitting the portal is Mason Gillis. Um, so uh, those are the three guys that seem to get the most buzz when, when the portal speculation works up for Purdue. So uh, we're seeing all types of names hop in, in in recent days. Heck, today Hunter Dickinson, of course, goes into Michigan. So nothing, nothing's dropped at Purdue yet, but who knows, maybe we'll get wind of something here soon after the Final Four. Tom Deanhart joins us. Are they in on anybody that you're aware of in the transfer portal themselves? Nothing serious right now that I'm, that I'm aware of. Um, like I said, we'll see. Like I said, we know there's the need, I think, to help the point guard. I think we just need a guy who can score. Point blank, a guy who can score. Again, a guy who can get his own shot, create off the dribble, make something out of nothing when the shot clock's winding down. Those guys are hard to get. But again, uh, I, I think Purdue's got a glaring need there. And you think Matt Painter has, he certainly has minutes he could probably sell, too. Hey, Tommy D, is there still a pretty significant hangover going after that first-round loss as a one seed up there? Yeah. And I, I, Like people say all the time, well, this is something that will go away with winning. And while some of that may be true, I, just, I, I think that, that is going to leave a mark forever yeah. with everybody involved. Oh, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's like a scarlet letter now that's painted on your forehead, right? Yeah. You are part of the type of history you don't want to be part of. So now they're lumped together with Virginia. I know Virginia lost by 20 points to Maryland-Baltimore County, but some people thought Purdue's loss was even worse. When you consider fairly Dickinson and the fact that they didn't even win their conference regular season or conference tournament. Uh, so, yeah, this is something you have, to, you have to sit in that probably is never going to go away, honestly. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it was unfortunate. We've seen Purdue play with fire before. Remember the 1996 game against Western Carolina? Yep. Almost lost that one. So, yeah, this was a part of history nobody wants to be uh, associated with, and, and Purdue's now leading the parade. There are a lot of Boilermaker fans that were stupid. Yeah, a lot of Boilermaker fans wanted to get rid of Matt, and I, I, I think that's beyond ridiculous. However, trying to find a solution to certainly here in, in recent history, you can go back even longer if you want, but in recent history has been an issue for them in this tournament. How, how do you think he goes about trying to, to get that and find that solution? You know, not just because they have it down regular season, Big Ten Conference tournament, but once you get to the NCAA tournament, that has been FUBAR. Where do they start with trying to find a solution to that in your opinion? It's always the guards, right? I mean, always. Never had, yeah. 
Gene Cady never had really dynamic guards, John, ever. Back in the history, I've, I've been watching this team since I was 10 years old uh, in, the, in, the, in the mid to late 70s, and they never really had dynamic NBA-level type guards. So point guards especially, think of the roll call of guys like Tony Jones and Porter Roberts, Hood Dove, even Everett Stevens. So that's the big conundrum, I think, for Purdue is, is to get those dynamic guards, especially dynamic lead guard. It's really been the elusive uh, piece of the puzzle that this program's never been able to get. And, and again, I think that's got to be a big part of the equation when it's done it so much in March. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious. A lot of people suggested maybe that, that Matt and Bobinski would have a conversation about anything. And I, uh, listen, I know that I, I wouldn't expect, you know, Purdue to overreact like that, but have there been conversations about it? Will there be conversations about it? And if so, what should be said? You know, I'm talking about just within the athletic department and Bobinski and Painter and conversations that you have anyway, but certainly are even more higher priority given the circumstances that took place a couple of weeks ago. Well, I don't think Matt was calling on the carpet at all. I, uh, I see, I've seen Mike Bobinski at a couple of spring football practices here and just talked to him for a few minutes and, He's, he's obviously 100% behind Matt Painter. Was a little frustrated by some of the angst that you were you referenced, John. And a lot of these Purdue fans have shown with Matt Painter. If you're in the message board community, it's just bananas. So again, I'm not sure if he's had a real heart to heart with Painter. I think I think he's got to trust Matt Painter to figure it out himself. And I think I think Michael Benson does. So it's something nobody likes. Um, but you got to you got a bigger guy like Matt Painter's got 18 years here, 20, 19 as a head coach, and that uh, he, he, he's earned enough cash there where you got to let him try to figure this thing out. Yeah, yeah. And I, uh, listen, I have every belief in the world in him too. I do, and I, I there are a couple of things in this tournament that I wanted to see happen, and really neither did. I wanted to see Matt, you know, kind of shake loose of. And what had become kind of, you know, the ultimate albatross around the neck from last year to, you know, going back to North Texas, for example. And then with Trace Jackson Davis for IU, because he had such a phenomenal career and the numbers he put up and what he meant as a player to that team, people were always going to go, well, look what he didn't do with you know, the NCAA tournament in mind. And while they won one game, I still think people are going to go with that. So really, between Matt and Trace, you know, they didn't get done what I had hoped in this tournament they were going to get done in kind of solidifying themselves. And I'm not talking about to me. They don't have to do that to me or anybody that's halfway decently sane. But there, you know, would be a more than a pocket of folks out there that, or as uh, I like to call numb nuts, that you're going to have to prove both sides of it too. And that was unfortunate. Neither one really did kind of squash that NCAA tournament talk when it was all said and done. Uh, uh, unfulfilling on both uh, both departments and both schools, no doubt. Um, honestly, though, John, how deep did you think Purdue was really going to get? Did you really think that team was that good? Did you really think it was Final Four good? Number one, number two. Yeah, Purdue? Look at the Big Ten. I, I always ask people, look back the last 20 years, how many Big Ten lottery picks have there been, John? How many, how many Big Ten players are truly NBA stars right now? How many can you name? Right. 
I, I, well, I know what you mean there, but I, I, I look at it. That good. I don't think the league's that good. I, I, I would tend to agree with you, but regarding Purdue, the thing that stood out to me until late in the season when their shots just went away and then the press has caught up with them was what they were able to do on the road and a couple of times at home in one possession games. I just thought because of Edie's presence and because of the way these guys handled in one possession games, those tough moments, that that was going to be a way to build and solidify yourselves once you got into the NCAA tournament. Unfortunately, once they slid in there, you just saw what has happened to them in the past. I mean, you, you saw basically what, what FDU did is what North Texas did. It, it's what St. Peter's did. I mean, it, yeah. it really was kind of Groundhog Day, you know, in terms of, of what was done against them. So, yeah, I did. I had aspirations for this team because I just thought in close situations, which we have seen in this tournament, that teams are going to need and have to thrive in. I thought they were going to have that. And then ultimately, as we saw, they didn't. Well, for me, maybe the most disappointing thing was the inability to hit open shots, for crying out loud. That's it. I mean, that's, that's it. Hey, yeah, Tommy D, play off of this, too. They had guys that were scared of it. Yeah. That, 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 that is was, the that major concern. They had dudes that ran from the basketball yeah. in those yeah. moments, and you can't have it. Yeah. Well, that was, to me, that was maybe the most disappointing thing. Like you talked about, fear of, fear of the big moment playing hot potato with the ball, not wanting to take a shot, not even being able to hit open shots. That's the beauty of having Zach Eady, right? We all know the attention he's going to command. They're going to dare you to shoot. And Purdue just has had an inability to hit open shots. And that, that had been going on for well over a month. So, yeah. again, ask yourself this, though, John, really with two true freshman guards, you really thought Purdue had a chance to make the Final Four. I did. I did, honestly. I, I, I was a believer. I was an absolute believer in this team. And, again, it was because of what you saw. And I guess I should have factored in the entirety of the season and the way they looked down the stretch. But it was in those one-possession games and just looking yeah. strong and then having, having an ultimate guy that you could go to and get it. And you watched, you know, you watched Fairley Dickinson surround Edie with three guys and just say, hey, you guys step into a three right here. We're going to let you uh, because we don't think either A, you want it, or B, you're going to hit it. And both happened. Yeah, I did. I, I did. They, they built belief in me. So I guess I was fooled. Well, it's funny because had they won, they would have played Ford Atlantic, which, of course, is now in the Final Four, right? <laughs> well, I mean, Dusty May, Dusty May has been a friend of mine for 40 years. We went to the same high school. I saw and, that. Eastern Green, is it? Yeah, and I'm really proud of what he has done, and that could have Unreal. certainly changed the dynamic altogether. But he has, he has a team that, you know, ran rough shot through the season. They lost three games, Ole Miss, Middle Tennessee, and then the UAB in this regular season. And you saw what is the difference in what we've talked about earlier, their guard play. Their guard play step up. And and Tommy D, it's not like we're just talking about a couple of guys in the backcourt. They have three, four, five dudes that are interchangeable that they can bring in and then sit down and then bring back in. That's what Matt needs to start thinking about when you're thinking about having success in this tournament is that position having depth at that position being quicker to the ball at that position I, I don't I don't know 
And I look at it this way. I don't know if you can do that with Zach there. Can you? I don't know. I don't know. I still think, though, back to FAU, they're a win over San Diego State from playing for the national title. Let that sink in for a minute. Uh, but, yeah. no, you know, again, they, uh, they, 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 need, they need help a point guard. We all know that. And, uh, like I said, that's, uh, that, that's going to be, you know, Matt Painter's marching orders. And, he's, John, he's always so cognizant and so aware, not one to disrupt team chemistry. Yeah. Some people say he's not going to go chase the next shiny object in the transfer portal. Uh, he's not going to go chase Caleb Lover. There's never been a guy who chased resumes or stars. He wants to make sure he brings in not just a talented guy, but a guy who's going to fit in. And uh, that's, that's, that's his MO. Right. And we'll see. He's never had a lot of great luck landing real gems out of the portal. They've always been more complimentary guys. I think at this point, you need a guy who's a little bit of cut above this time out of the portal. Yeah, I mean, you you got to go in there and I just and I do wonder about Zach. Zach comes back and, you know, you got kind of more of the same mentality. And yeah, that, that's the thing that I would question certainly right there. Let, let, let me ask you this. Would, you, would your advice to EDB to come back or go? I think it would depend on how much money he's not. I think we all sit here and can say he's not going to get drafted in round number one in the NBA. But where can he make his money, and how much of the money can he make? Where, so you would have to tell me in, in terms of the NIL and West Lafayette, how much money I, is there to be made for I him there I, compared to I how think, much you might make someplace else? I think it's between 800000 and a million dollars maybe. Top end, that's my guess, top end from some of the people I talk with. I don't know what they make in the G League. I don't know what they make. It's not that. It's not close to that. Yeah. He's probably going to be a late second round pick. You would think if he gets picked at all. You know what? To me, if I can make a million dollars and be a big man on campus, only play 35 games, I think I'm going to check that box and take that pass. That's just me. I had said this too. If I were Trace, I might have thought about going back with one more year, knowing how much he was going to make. Yeah. I mean, but five years would be too many. There's no doubt. But I would have thought about it, knowing how much money he was going to make, even though he's probably now at least made himself into a midway to late first round pick. So then you have to go. But uh, yeah, Edie's definitely different. If I'm Edie, I would definitely come back. How much better can Zach Edie get? I, I mean, that's it. I mean, is he going to come back? Is he going to be able to face up? Is he going to like going to be able to shoot a jump shot one of these days? That's, you think? That's the missing thing. Probably not. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I. Don't, I guess I wouldn't see him enough. I don't know if I've ever seen him take a face up shot. I haven't either. No. But if he could ever hit that ten foot shot from the elbow or uh, just just facing the basket, my goodness, you're talking about a whole other thing. So. You would yeah. think physically, talent-wise, there's probably not much he can really get better at at this level. But again, like you said, John, it's kind of probably come down to the money. It always comes down to the money. And, and, and lifestyle, what you want to do, you got to be happy, right? Yep. So, uh, yep. sure he's weighing everything right now. He seems like a pretty level-headed guy. My man, I appreciate you. We'll stay in touch over this, too, and see if anything happens, Tommy D. But have a great weekend, and uh, we'll uh, get back with you at some point further down the road. Thank you, buddy. Anytime, my friend. Take care, John. Bye-bye. Tom Dinard, a Golden Black Illustrated. A lot of Boilermaker future conversation right there. Let me take a quick one. We shall return. Tucker Barnhart of the Cubs joins us coming up next. Our Tavern Tour Stop, Whiskey Business off of Pendleton Pike with 93.5, 107. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Fan. The Ride with JMV. Have you ever killed anyone? Yeah, but they were all bad. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Tavern Tour Stop, everybody. Pendleton Pikes, our location, with a little inbound jacket-off weather coming up later on tonight. Central Indiana. Look at everybody turning their head when I say that. I love it, too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pendleton Pike, Tavern Tour Stop, Whiskey Business, JMV, Brent Halverson, our betting analyst. How are you, friend? You're giggling over there, too. That, you know, I'm still just uh, the, the, guys the jacket off. i got to watch how I say that. So. Love that. <laughs> Love it. Pacers, OKC later on tonight. 33 not involved in participation this evening at Gambridge Fieldhouse. Meantime, Andy Moore, Automotive Group Pipeline, his new teams without Go Cubs Go, off to a 1-0 start with the opening day win over Milwaukee yesterday. So our friend from Brownsburg, Indiana, Tucker Barnhart. Cubs catcher on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. How are you feeling, buddy? What's going on, man? I, uh, I feel great. Uh, that jacket off weather that <laughs> y'all are going to get tonight is rolling through Chicago right about now. So, Oh, is it really? Uh, it's special. It's just coming down. Do we got a little lightning, a little thunder? Yes, sir. A little bit of everything. Yeah, that's what uh, we're planning on getting. That's not going to disrupt your activities tomorrow. Now, what it probably will do is make it about 30 degrees up there for you tomorrow, right? Yeah, I checked the forecast. My parents are thinking about driving up, and uh, it's supposed to be 40, but feel about 25. So, uh, yes, that will definitely affect not too much rain, but uh, it'll definitely – it's going to be cold. You already know this. When it's 75, sometimes it feels like 50 up there. No doubt. No, it's all about the wind, man. It's all about the wind. What do you think? How have you acclimated right now to that whole Cubs uniform stuff? Better than me? It's awesome. Yeah, I can definitely say I've acclimated better than you have. There's no doubt about that. Um, You know, man, we have such an awesome group of guys, a bunch of veterans. Um, It's a a team of guys that have been there and done that, both on a personal level and at a team level. Um, And we've talked a lot about just going out there and and doing what we've done before in the big leagues, and uh, it's going to get us to where we want to go. So it's it's an awesome group, both young and old, and – uh, it's going to be a fun summer for sure. What's your situation right now at, at catcher? What's your expectation from when you're going to be in there? And I know you got two and you guys are both good in this case here. But what's, what's going to be? I don't want to call it a rotation, but what's the expectation when you're going to be on that lineup card? Well, it's just going to be some sort of split. Um, I think it's going to – it always works itself out, man. I, don't, I, yeah. I think there's – no matter what position you're talking about, there's, a, there's some sort of a plan – um, headed in and then things happen and matchups happen that kind of make it evolve, you know, and, and, and what, what that looks like, I'm not exactly sure, especially uh, heading into the second game of the year. But we've, we've talked about ha- both having uh, or having every two everyday catchers in, in the eyes of our organization. And I, I see it working now. I mean, in a perfect world, probably a clean split. Um, if not, um, it could go one way or another by a little bit. But uh, we'll see. They, they always work themselves out. But I'm, I'm excited. assuming you. Excited to be yeah, I'm, of this group. I'm assuming you expected that going in too, right? Yeah, for sure. I, I think so. I, I think. The way baseball is played now in terms of the catcher position, there are very, very few guys that 
that catch over 100 games a year or, or north of 110, 120 games like they used to. I mean, I've, I've caught 125 games before in my career, um, but th- that was in, like, I think 17 or 18. So it, it just kind of evolved. They want somebody that's fresh back there um, that is in the right frame of mind, not exhausted in the middle of the summer so they, they can call, call a good game and manage, manage the staff. So it's, uh, it's just kind of the way the baseball's trending, and, and thankfully we have two guys that, that, that have done it on an everyday basis and that could if needed. Um, but we're in a good spot. Hey, Swanson, Bellinger, Hosmer, Mancini, you, there was a not-so-subtle change from the past to the present in this offseason. There are a lot of name-recognizable guys on this Cubs team along with you this year. There's no doubt. Uh, and that's what, like back to what I said about uh, we had a, a little team meeting before uh, our workout on Wednesday, the day before opening day, and, and Hosmer stood up and kind of talked to everybody and just and just said, look, we've all, the most of most of us have, have played at a high level um, or are trying to kind of break into the big leagues and play at a high level. Um, and, and just going out there and being the best versions of ourselves are is going to get us to where we want to be uh, headed down the stretch at the end of the summer, and that's that's really all you can ask for. So it's a it's a fun group. We're going to have a great time. Uh, our coaching staff is awesome. I've played with or against just about all of them. Uh, um, so uh, it, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. I've, this is probably I would say arguably, and this might hurt hurt you to hear, but this is probably yeah. my favorite team, a, a group of guys. Oh, that I've crap. <laughs> Well, that just ruined my weekend. Thanks a lot. (laughs) I knew it would hurt. I knew it would hurt. Great. Just great. Hey, where are you guys living up there? Are you walking Um, to Wrigley Field? No, I'm not. We're staying um, kind of more downtown. We're in an area called River North. Um, It's in in the city. Um, We've always stayed outside of maybe my first year or so in the big leagues, we've always stayed a little bit away from the park. I like to kind of get away when I want to be able to, I don't want to wake up and see the ballpark out my, out my bedroom window. I've never, I've never liked that. Um, okay. So we're staying probably without traffic, uh, about 15 minutes from the park with traffic, about an hour and 15 minutes from the park. So uh, it's, uh, it's, it's unique. It's different than what we've done, but uh, it's a good spot. You, uh, you don't take the L. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I don't. I do not. And I won't. I'm not a trained that. guy. They freak me out a little bit. <laughs> I, I definitely I definitely want to see you take the L right there, for real. Stucker Barn. What's that? I might do it in uni. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can't believe you play for the Cubs. <laughs> you know, listen, listen to all these clowns I here. Man. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Well, at least it's not you, the Cardinals. You have, a bucket to throw, you have a bucket to throw up in next to you just in case? It sounds like that's where you are. I'm trying, man. I'm, listen, <laughs> this has been hard because I normally hate their guts. I know it. I, I know it. I mean, I, I wasn't. I went up there in, in 2016 and I watched uh, they beat the Dodgers in the NLCS. I think it was the, yeah, it was the clincher because all their fans started climbing grease poles and stuff outside of Wrigley Field in celebration. But um, I, I was, it was tough for me to even get with them that year, and they hadn't won in, like, a century plus. So, But I am now. I just don't want to hear that Go Cubs Go song because I hate that. 
Well, I've uh, I have hated it in the past, but yesterday when it played, it sounded pretty good. <laughs> I said, man, I'd rather hear some meatloaf come over the loudspeakers than that. Hey, don't hate so. on meatloaf now. Oh man, meatloaf's terrible too. R.I.P. You don't like that song, do you? I do Dang. like that song. I think. Who I'm am I talking to right I'm, here? Is this I'm Tucker Barnhart? Turning to your bad side now. This ain't good. God dang it. <laughs> Sounds like I got Paul Goldschmidt on the horn here. God dang. <laughs> Stuck your barn out with us. Are you guys uh, back at it? 2.20 coming up tomorrow afternoon? Yep. Back at it. Uh, face Brandon Woodruff. Uh, we got a young lefty, Justin Steele, on the mound. Uh, Going to be a fun atmosphere, fun environment. Weekends at Wrigley are, are a blast. So uh, no matter if it's 30 degrees or, or not, it'll be packed and it'll be, it'll be fun. You're not drinking that that goat pee old style stuff, are you? No, no, I won't. I, I'm a I'm a Coors Light guy for sure. No matter where I'm at in the country, I'll be drinking. Sometimes, drink Coors Light. sometimes I don't know if that much better, but still, yeah. Um, <laughs> sometimes, just sometimes, man. I'm really happy for you, though, man. Go out there seriously and kick some ass. Who cares That's about my tired, worried butt right here? Don't worry about me. Just go out there and swing that stick. Get in there and uh, have a great – because, listen, you got guys around you. And in closing here, who's – of these new teammates you have, who's the most interesting that you've learned so far? Oh, man. Most interesting. Let's see. I would have to go with Marcus Stroman. I, he's, uh, he would be the most interesting guy for sure. He's um, – he seems like he's pretty much always – he's always got a little bit of uh, juice in him, if you know what I mean. Yeah, for I mean, sure. He's for sure. pretty fired up all he's the time. A, yeah, it's a, it's a fun, he's a fun guy to be around. He's a fun guy to be around for sure. All right, so what are you doing the rest of the night? I'm heading to see John Mayer, actually, at the United Center. So I'm going to see John Mayer, and then I'm going to come beat the, beat the hell out of the Brewers tomorrow. Awesome. Well, John Mayer. I didn't know you liked John Mayer, too. You know I'm giving away John Mayer tickets as soon as I hang up with you. Well, there you go. Please do. Yeah. What's your favorite song? I'll have James back at the studio play it. What's your favorite Vultures. mayor song? Vultures. I have no idea what that is. Is it good? Why is it so good? Uh, it's it's bluesy, and uh, I think Mayor's one of the best guitar players there, there is, in my opinion. Just the way his style and his that he plays with is pretty solid. Hey, seriously though, best of luck to you, and and you and I. And Sierra obviously can go as well. Let's pick out a date when you're not playing up there. And I'm going to come up. And I want to go up and see you play, too. Don't get me wrong. But let's go to Ravinia Fest is a concert facility in Highland Park on the north side. Okay. It is an awesome place up there. Let's find a show when you're off at some point this summer. And we'll go to Ravinia Fest. I promise you're going to love it. It is. It's I'd like love a. More. It's yeah. I mean, it's it's like a like a very miniature um, Ruoff Music Center. I mean, it's it's smaller. It's kind of a wine and cheese uh, in the woods crowd, but then a you know having some fun up front crowd. It's an awesome venue to see a show. Let's do that sometime. That sounds great. Sierra gave me the thumbs up when she heard you say wine and cheese, so she's in. Wine. Wine and cheese. And you and I, we'll, we'll get Brent Halverson's with me right here. We'll get Brent Halverson to bring. He can come with us, except we'll have to go see something 
related to the Grateful Dead, won't we, buddy? Well, absolutely. Mayor's <laughs> part of it, you know. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, so. he, had, he played for him for a while. I don't know if he's yeah, he's, he's, not, he's doing their, this is their last tour, Tucker. How are you, man? Uh, he, yeah, this last one. This, you too, my friend. You too. Looking forward to uh, get a chance to see you. And, and I think what John's talking about would be yep. great. I'll bring some booze, right? Get some good bourbon we come up and sip on. Hey, I, I do have a quick question okay. for you. You're gonna you're gonna be uh, in Cincinnati. You're gonna be at the the original hometown area uh, coming up uh, first of the week next week, right? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. How how's that yeah. for you? I know there's not a lot of familiar faces still there, but uh, how is that when you go back to Cincinnati? Well, it's it's really cool. It'll be the first time I've gone back since I played there, so I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I mean, hell, I spent eight I spent eight years there uh, in the major leagues, and obviously they drafted me uh, in 2009. So I there's so many people there that are, work behind the scenes that I'm excited to see um, guys that I play with that are still there. Not a lot of them, but some. Uh, I'm excited to see those guys and coaches as well. So saw them in spring training a little bit, uh, but it'll it'll be it'll hit a little different uh, going back through the ballpark I've been playing in Cincinnati. I loved every minute I spent there. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to go back and, and, and to see, uh, see all the familiar faces, that's for sure. Hey, that, that's awesome. Here's the other thing, too. In closing, I get a run here, and I know you do as well. If, if you hit a home run for the Cubs in your first game, okay? If okay. you hit a home run with the Cubs in your first game, you've got to wear your uniform home on the L. Okay. <laughs> you promise me that? Will you promise me that? Seriously. Yes, perfect. See, so if you hit a home run, let's say if you're on the lineup card tomorrow and you hit a home run, you've got to wear your uniform home riding the L tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good to me. I'm in there tomorrow. So, uh, so tomorrow might be the, uh, yes. might be headed home on the L. <laughs> All right. The uniform on the L. If you hit a home run, that's our friend Tucker Barnhart. We're really proud of him. And tomorrow you can watch him get that first start in a Chicago Cubs uniform against Milwaukee. My friend, keep swinging it, too. Stay after it. We'll get you back on here again soon. We'll stay in touch, man. Thank you. Sounds good. I'll see you guys soon. See you, you got it. Tucker Barnard of the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Quick one. We've got John Mayer tickets to give away. We'll come back with you next. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Look at all those ding-dongs. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Oh, what a fantastic time today. Thank you, everybody, for coming out here to Whiskey Business on our Tavern Tour stop in March. Tucker Barnhart, Tom Deanhart, Jeff Rabjohns, Mike Wells, all on the show today. Mike here at Whiskey Business. Thank you very much. Cam, the on-site engineer, James back in the studio. And Brent Halverson of Heaven Hill Distillery, our betting analyst, rejoins us. So with the ending of the March Tavern Tour stop, we got to find out where we're going coming up in April. We do. We've got a couple little twists here, John. So, I like so twist. April Tavern Tour. Usually we're doing them at the last of the uh, of the month. This one is going to be on 420. April 20th Right. will be at the main event on 96th Street in Fishers. So the main event uh, on Thursday, April 20th, 420, some celebrate a holiday as... Are we doing that purposely on 420? 
Uh, no, it just kind of happened. We're celebrating on 420, everybody. We're celebrating on 420. It. So come on out and join us at the uh, main event. Uh, everybody here has been great. Thanks for coming out, and uh, thanks to all the staff here treating us as, as great as they have. Oh, man, this has been fantastic. It's thank a, you. Thank you, my friend. Yesterday at Joe's Grill, today at Whiskey Business. Outstanding as always. I'm going to go into JMV withdrawal this weekend if I don't have, <laughs> have you by my side. we got to get our, our winners, too. we got Zach and Brock. we got to get our winners because I know you're rolling with that, too. i got all the prize packs but ready to pass over tonight. Uh, so. Uh, I want to thank everybody for coming out here. Tomorrow night, the JMB Takeover begins at 6 o'clock. And tomorrow, we are all Florida Atlantic Owls coming up tomorrow night. Guys, have a great one. Pacer Hoopage after the last word coming up tonight on The Fan. Have a great weekend.